Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We're live. We're on. We're going. This is it. This is the start. This is the start of the, the live podcast. Thank you for joining us. Have we started? You started. This is oh it. Oh my gosh. This oh. is a live podcast. Insert theme music here. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Whether it's on live or... This is... We're talking today... The tw- films. 2017 films. Great this energy, Richard. Yeah, what is this, man? Great energy to this beginning. This is Cold Popsha. This is the this is the premiere... Hey, guys. New Zealand um, Hollywood... Uh, melting pot. That's our new slogan. That's going on the website <laughs> with all the st- like yeah, stands. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah. We, this is a sequel to our most anticipated films of 2017 podcast. And now that we've seen every film, mm-hmm. all of them, every film that's possible, mm-hmm. we're we're going to chat about them. Mm-hmm. And if you're watching this um, or listening to it, well, actually, you'll be able it's to look at its crotch. <laughs> <outside. laughs> you'll be able to watch it. Um, <laughs> You'll be able to watch this on YouTube or listen to it on our regular uh, podcast platforms. Um, but there will be spoilers for most of the movies we're going to be talking about. But luckily, what I've got here for those watching our live stream is a little spoilers for... It's right It's right there. Do you see it? Uh, spoilers for um, things. So you'll know if you're watching this without the sound on, you know what we're talking about. So just after we've spoiled it for you, AJ will type in... Yeah. Oh, no! what's just been spoiled yeah i can't wait till we talk about pirates of the caribbean and i have to quickly type in pirates of the caribbean colon dead men tell no tales then shrink the text to the size that it's supposed to fit on and we also say aka salazar's revenge yeah yeah true and we'll be like oh crap is it a double r yeah yeah it's two b's it's two b's it's carib bean i remember that and well yeah so because in case we have any people in the uk Mm. watching they'll be like oh I did mental tales I don't know what that movie is but I haven't <laughs> seen never, Salazar's Revenge I've yet. never heard of Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> but I cannot wait for Salazar's Revenge <laughs> I can't believe they released two Pirates of the Caribbean movies this <laughs> year um, alright so yeah last uh, this time last year no roughly we um, well actually it was early this year oh, so we went over we went, uh, we went over our most anticipated films of the year. Can you guys remember yours? I remember you only had Beauty and the Beast pretty much, didn't you? I was just... I had the only film Beauty and the Beast on my mind, yeah. But I, then over the course of the podcast, I, of course, got very excited about a, a number of films. Mm. Um, some of which were good, some of which were not so good. I remember I said I really wanted to see Train Spotting 2, and then I haven't seen it yet. Mm. You also really were looking forward to the Emoji movie. I which was I not. will remind everyone. I'm going to have to listen back. I was back. not. <laughs> you, you thought it was going to be good, and you were like, oh, no, 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 I'm a believer. I think that it could be really great. Oh. I feel like that might have been something I said. Yeah, but I think that's he, something he, both, of, both of you actually were open well, to Yeah, because there was nothing really known about it at that point. And so I was like, you know, it could be good. It could be like a record Ralph. But it could be a, a Lego movie. And um, it was not. Yeah, well, anyway, I had on my list, because like, I've got my the original handwritten notes here. Ooh. Star Wars Episode Order. 8, Thor Ragnarok, God Particle, slash Cloverfield 3. Didn't end up coming that out was this good. year. Oh. Um, Blade Runner 2049, Logan, Kingsman 2, and Baby Driver. Mm-hmm. 
I remember you had Dunkirk and Coco. Yeah. And I think you had Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes, you did. And Transporting 2 and Star Wars 8. There you go. Where would I be without you guys? Tell me what I think. You'd probably be homeless, actually. Yeah. <laughs> probably. <This> is- <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, the way this is going to work is I'm just going to... I've got the same films we talked about and anticipated. So, maybe you could, like, have two podcasting devices, one ear in each, and listen to what we, we will keep and what to we time. now. <laughs> yeah. All right. And... Okay, so first time we talked about last time was Moonlight because that hadn't come out here, but you had already seen it. Yeah, and AJ, we haven't seen it. No, so I feel there's nothing new to say. I've just written spoilers for Moonlight, but you know what? Probably not going to be any. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I mean, you gave your opinion on it last time. Yeah, and I think I mean I've I've thought about it a lot since then, and I I still think the same. I mean, I would be interested to watch it again, um, Mm -hmm. see if I still think the same, because it's always interesting if you you have a a reaction to a movie and then you come back and then it wins the Oscar for Best Picture, and you're like, oh gosh, did I um, was I right? Mm. Or you know, right for yourself. But yeah, when Uh, when La La Land got it in first, were you like, oh no? I was so angry. (laughs) I was actually really stoked that Moonlight won. Over La La Land because I okay. was so pissed off at La La Land for not being a real musical. But we don't need to do that. Because We've done that already. already. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Stop watching this live stream. Go listen to last year's, <laughs> this year's most anticipated. Um, for my valuable thoughts on and La La then, La. Definitely. Of course, next, what was also out by the time we recorded last time, Triple X 3 with the return of Xander Cage. I ran quickly after doing the podcast to go watch. I did not. No. AJ, I'm not going to type that in. I'm going to use my discretion and not type in Triple X 3, The Return of Xander Cage for the six seconds. It'll well, be we gave for. spoilers for it last time. Didn't we? Yeah, I think that so. The Ice Cube was back. Oh, well, now I'm... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, all those Triple X fans. Yeah, it should be ruined for you, though, if you haven't watched it yet. Um, and then uh, the film came out on the 20th of January, which I only just found out about its existence today. Not from you, Jeremy, but it's like one of that, that weird sort of thing where I found out about it. And you hear it everywhere. And then uh, they heard about it. But the film called The Red Turtle. Oh, yeah. It was really good. I only watched it because I was I, another podcast. I know, another podcast I listened to. Um, but you're not he, on it. <laughs> it, was, um, it was a movie that he really loved, um, the reviewer on that podcast. And uh, I watched it and it's beautiful. It's well, what's it about? completely silent. It's an animated film. Oh, right. um, and it's, it's called com- Red Turtle? Yeah, yeah, The, the Red Turtle. Yeah, um, oh. And it's an animated film that has no words. It's just about a guy who's kind of, who washes up on, a, on an island and it's, it's just one of those movies that you can't really describe. It's a, if you're in a reflective mood um, and in a mood to kind of contemplate, you know, life, and it's just a really peaceful, beautiful movie that kind of has a bit of drama in it and all this sort of stuff. And I just just watch it. Like it's it's you're not going to have a huge high of emotion from watching it, but it is a really worthwhile watch. It's just got a lot of very peaceful beauty to it. All so right. yeah, good. good Everybody, movie. check out the Red Turtle. Mm. And that's the podcast for this week. Thank you very much. <laughs> we right. only have room for one recommendation, and, and that's it. Next on the 26th of Jan, uh, film I don't know if any of us saw, but by all accounts, it's pretty disappointing. Live by Night, Ben Affleck's. No, I never saw it. Yeah, so again, no spoilers here, probably, but I, I did hear that was incredibly disappointing. Well, I mean, that's, like everything that's, from Ben Affleck. Yeah. This year. <laughs> ben Affleck as a person, like maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah we found that all that out. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's been a very, like, on the whole, would you guys say it's been a disappointing year? Not for films, but for the people in them, yes. And the people who made them. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very dis- Probably the most disappointing ever. Well, the, 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 I think what's actually disappointing, though, is that it's kind of like none of it really surprised me. Yeah. I, I mean, think- when I first saw the um, Harvey Weinstein accused of sexual assault, I was like, 
yeah, oh, yeah. of course. Yeah, it's oh, Harvey yeah, yeah. Weinstein. Yeah, but you know, the, the, I've the, only the, heard his name in relation to like, you know, ha, you know, mm. getting, yeah. getting in but good with Harvey. Then you see like all the extent of it and like how that was actually just the tip of the iceberg. You're like, oh shit! Mm. Like, and but the fact that I kind of did was just like why is this news because of course like yeah, i thought everyone knew that like i thought it was like uh like you know just someone being like oh by the way i think harvey might be a bit shady and it's like because it's like the open secret thing everyone knew it but it, it, it is on the whole a good thing that it's coming out well i think that's the disappointing thing though is that like for so many for so many years people knew and like we're unable knew to about these about. horrendous things and only now quite rightly is it all coming to a head and people are actually losing their careers and jobs over abusing their positions for so long and it's like how were so many people and then also like for us as movie watchers and stuff like that that we had sort of felt that stuff like that was going on for so long but it never really concerned us it's just like it makes mm. me feel a little bit gross um but yeah i think specifically hearing peter jackson saying that he that basically he confirmed that ashley judd and mira Sorvino's career was ruined yeah. by harvey weinstein because they refused his advances that was just really gross yeah, and that's nice. like beyond just the initial kind of like effect on a woman's life of being abused in the moment that actually the abuse can then continued professionally and it's just mm. like man mm. yeah it's just pretty yeah anyway that's probably the most disappointing thing in film this year <laughs> i actually watched um the document the, the mockumentary forgotten silver the other day if you guys oh, yeah. seen that yeah so peter jackson made it in 1997 oh, yeah. and it's basically a mockumentary about a guy who um suppose a new zealand guy named colin mckenzie who supposedly pioneered all these film things that we attribute to other pioneers but he's saying like a kiwi did it all first yeah um and it's, it's hilarious it's really fun um but harvey weinstein is one of the interviewees in it and it, it'll cut to him being like you know without colin mckenzie we wouldn't have any of these things we wouldn't have feature films we wouldn't <laughs> and i was like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's such a weird thing to look yeah. back on well i think it's interesting because um totally outside of the purview of this of this podcast um project runway all stars is about to start and georgina chapman who's um harvey weinstein's now ex-wife mm-hmm. or separated wife um is one of the judges on project runway all stars and like it's like um <laughs> this is really awkward because also Alyssa milano is another one of the judges she's the host oh, of the right. show and Alyssa milano has been one of the actresses she started the me too movement yeah, yeah yeah exactly and it's just like how are you two on the same show? Like, this is very yeah, I wonder odd. if there's bad blood between them. Or... Um, I mean, you know, Georgina Chapman obviously has left him, so... But yeah, can, yeah anyway. Spoilers for Harvey Weinstein has been on the screen for a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's interesting that, like, uh, you say about, like, the watching the Forgotten Silver and you see Harvey Weinstein, you're like, Ugh! But, like, I feel like Harvey Weinstein's the one who, like, because he's... I guess he's not as, like, talented... Well, you like, never, ex- like, never expected him to be anything different than that. Yeah, well, like, like someone like Kevin, Sp- someone like Kevin Spacey, you're like, oh, I can still appreciate. Well, American Beauty is a bad example. I can still appreciate um, uh, a Bug's Life, House a of Bug's Cards. Life, or um, what's it called Capex. Um, no, the um, the Usual Suspects. Hmm. But like, he's removed disa- from because he's disappeared because, into a role there. Whereas like Harvey Weinstein, you're like, oh, all of his movies, you're like, should like have had to like to get to this well it's the same with like roman polanski how a lot of people a lot of like celebrities that you all like all stand up for roman polanski despite mm. the fact that he like what There's statutory a raped a 13 year old and fled the country and the the reason that people stand up for him is because he created something that people really liked mm. whereas harvey weinstein we know like the the general public's understanding of what a producer does is 
secure finances, do all the boring side of mm. filmmaking. No one sees Harvey Weinstein's scandal as like a lost artist, you know, yeah. one, one we lost this year because no mm. one thought of him as an artist. They thought of him as, as the Darth Vader of Hollywood. Mm. But funnily enough, yeah. he's the one who got a whole bunch of stuff made. Yeah. Like, there's a huge number of yeah, movies Yeah, Tarantino in the 90s. wouldn't have as much of a career. Yeah. No. So thank you, Harvey. <laughs> no, no, AJ, no. All right. Move on. All right. Um, another um, film. <laughs> I was just like, like, how can I segue yeah, from right. Another film that is, um, yeah, has abuse allegations <laughs> with it. Manchester by the Sea. Mm. Casey Affleck, of course, accused of um, assaulting a woman. Um, this is one of those, and he won and, Best Actor. Yeah, he won Best Actor. And Bri- uh, if you watch, because Brie Larson had to present it to him, mm. and she she's obviously, you know, not into guys who beat She's girls. not into abusers. Um, mm. Yeah, and she, she didn't clip. And mm. she she said, and someone asked her about it afterwards, and she said, yeah, that was a conscious thing. Because mm. she, and... There you yeah. go. Yeah, uh, you saw it. Did you, did you see it, Jeremy? I did not see it. It was one of those movies that the whole year I was trying to find someone to watch it with me because I was very I would interested. Have watched it with you? Oh, Richard, I should have asked. No. Oh, well. Anyway, he was doing trying very hard to on, on different different wavelengths. <laughs> um, no, I saw it. I went to the movies to see it because it was the the Oscar runner that I, I thought I'd be the most interested in. I quite like small town stories, returning home, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, and. It was all right. I think it, it's one of those movies where it could end at any point and you'd be like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like ooh, meaningful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, it ends at a point where it doesn't, nothing really feels quite resolved. Um, but it's like, yeah, okay, it ends there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Casey Affleck deserved Best Actor? I actually do. Like, if we're just looking at acting ability. Mm. If, should, should no, he, not, not. Should, should, should he have gotten it? Probably not. Like, mm. like as a, as a statement. Um, I don't know. Uh, with Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Um, what else was nominated? Tell him to pull out the old. <laughs> but anyway, Hashler Ali was voted uh, nominated for uh, he, he best won, supporting. He, he won supporting. Mm. Yeah. So um, no, he was he was really good in it. I mean, the character was really good, really interesting. Mm. It's probably he's probably the, the acting, and it's probably the best thing about the film. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that's the interesting thing about the you know stuff like the Oscars and just general awards that are given out. It's like. It's like if it was a gold medal for how fast did you run, hmm. you know, and the performance aspect, you know, this, it's not like, you know, it's a terrible metaphor to use, but, you know, like objectively, if someone wasn't having their performance enhanced by something, then, you know, they they win the gold medal because they ran the fastest. But it's yeah. just like when someone's choosing which person do we give this award to, it's like you're, you're awarding the person. I think because it was before the Weinstein effect. How did the cat get in here? Well, oh you God. don't have a door. Yeah, we don't have a door to the lounge. <laughs> um, because because it, it came out before the, the, the big dropout, yeah. right? I think people were more forgiving of it. Yeah, I yeah. think if he was nominated this year... Oh, there'd be no yeah. way. It was all allegations as well. Um, yeah, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have got it. People yeah, yeah because it, like it. another thing that's happened this year is that like allegations are now kind of gospel. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, 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 they're not like... It's, it's, it's taken the New York Times writing an article for Kevin Spacey, Hyper Weinstein, and Louis C.K. to have, mm. like, they're the big three that have been ruined. Mm. It's been like Danny Masterton took quite a while. Mm. And, um, oh, Jeremy Piven. He came yeah. out really strong against the allegations against him. What's the latest with him? I don't know. I'm, I, I, because- but I, all I heard was that basically he had some allegations against him and he released a statement that basically said, like, look, 
<laughs> I believe that in almost every situation, women should be believed when they... However, this is one of those situations where women should not be believed. And you're like... Oh, no, gosh, it, it, really was, it was like that. Like, yeah, it's good that they're being believed. But, like, I didn't do this. I don't know what's possessing these people to, to do mm. it. But I didn't do it. Yeah, I think you can kind of tell... You can tell... Um, you, you can kind of tell when when it's probably it's true and when it's when it could not be. Yeah, I think I think like depending on how far it gets is how how willing I'm to believe it because I'm subscribed to the Weinstein Effect subreddit and on there it's everything, mm. everything that comes out whether it's true or not. Yeah, and yeah. so you got to wait for it to reach further before you. Sh- I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the gatekeeper one that's on this. Just that's out. Manchester by the Sea. Yeah. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we have a other- comment. Other podcasts have probably been done. So, yeah, just, just following up. So, Casey Affleck beat Andrew Garfield from um, Hexel Ridge, Ryan Gosling from La Land, Viggo Mortensen from Canon Fantastic, and Denzel Washington. I from thought Texas. the allegations were all against women. <laughs> but was he beating men too? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, Josh Thompson says tearjerker for sure, but I'm not sure when he wrote that. So, he could either be talking about Manchester by the Sea or Harvey Weinstein. I'm not sure. So, there you go. Thanks, or, Josh. No, or the Red Turtle. Or the Red Turtle. I think the Red Turtle, because the Red Turtle was a tearjerker. Yep. Josh, if you're still watching, what were you talking about? What the cat is walking through. Right, you guys move on to the next film. I'm going to throw the cat out. All right. This is the next film. This is dynamic content. Is with a live film animals. called... <laughs> Don't run! Oh, my gosh. Go, go. Just keep going. The next film is one called... Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, what do we really think of AJ? <laughs> Let's review AJ. Let's What's review the most disappointing AJ, AJ of the year? <laughs> I think this one, but yeah. I think, yeah. The, like, the backwards calf and the suspenders is my most disappointing AJ of the year. Yeah. All right, next film. Uh, I don't think any of us I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. I don't think any of us saw <laughs> the Wiz Anderson wannabe. Like, um, I don't think any of us saw it, but Resident Evil, Resident Evil 3D, the final chapter. Is it the final chapter? <laughs> I've heard they're rebooting it, was the last I heard. Oh, really? Yeah. The final it- chapter before the reboot. Mm. Andrew Garfield will become the new character. Mm. Uh, and then a film I didn't see. I don't know if you saw Pork Pie. I saw it. Yep. Was Disappointing? Your- no. No. <laughs> um, okay. I said this in oh, our second coke already. Jesus. In our in our most anticipated. Coke, no sugar. To, for the record. Yeah, it's no sugar. Don't judge us. Um, Mum. <laughs> the the pork pie goodbye pork pie of which pork pie is a remake is a um, is a seminal uh, New Zealand film one of our first big films mm. basically it came out in like Late the seventies right I think oh. it was the seventies oh, it was right, real okay. early um, however if you go and watch that with the same lens that you should watch movies with it's not a good movie the, <laughs> the, the story structures all over the place the 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 characters like switch in their importance to the plot like it starts on one character and then ends on another character and you're like but i was following right like goodbye pork pie refers to the secondary character not you know so so it's not a good movie i thought pork pie objectively improved on goodbye pork pie in Mm. every way it could however uh goodbye pork pie will always be remembered more because it did more for yeah and just because it improved on the original doesn't actually make it a really really good movie now correct yeah yeah Yeah. like hunt for the wilder people is new zealand's goodbye pork pie of now yeah exactly yeah Hunt for the wilder people is probably my favorite new zealand film that's just so good my parents hadn't watched it until like two nights ago and i just basically it's really funny because they were we all watched played on christmas day we watched yeah we watched the queen's message and then afterwards like mum and dad were sitting there and it was kind of this like what are we gonna do now and um 
and I was going out um, to somewhere, but I just sort of said, oh, Hunt for the Wilderness is on. Have you seen it? And they're like, no. And I'm like, good, sit down, watch, mm. yeah. <laughs> and just put it on. And they loved it. What do you guys think of the Queen's message? Disappointing or? What was the Queen's I thought it was fantastic. No, actually, do you not know about the Queen's message? No, what are you talking about? Every oh year, the, oh my God, AJ. This is my most disappointing, AJ. Every year <laughs> on Christmas Day, the Queen has a message. Like a 10 minute. Like, like a 10 minute. Why are we at Christmas already? I'm still back in February. No, no, no. We're talking real life. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Anyway, I what, I, what I thought was I, it like baffles me that you could not know about the Queen's message. What I thought was interesting about the Queen's message this year, though, was <laughs> sorry, that she, I don't buy into the monarchy. She so. tacitly acknowledged the crown in it because oh, the yeah. Crown season two has a whole episode that centers around her First. beginning to televise her her speech, and it and it recreates the speech with the same dress and everything like that. And then at the beginning of her speech, she says, "It's been sixty years since I started televising these," and literally played the same section of her speech as played on the Crown season two. And I was like, "That's really clever," because the Queen is never going to acknowledge or say anything about what she thinks about the Crown because she just won't. Mm. It's right that she doesn't. But I love that she sort of went like evil just watch claire foy play me but here's me playing me mm. yeah, so it wasn't a disappointment it. then is what you said. no it was good i liked it yeah she said and on laptops and streaming <laughs> devices and some of you even on your mobile phones nice it's cute she's great uh dan moyera i think that's how you say his name says resident evils after number three were terrible thank you dan. So how many are there there's six seven i think thank yeah. you for doing what none of us could do <laughs> and thank you for bringing i've actually seen the it. first two i think well, that's the, apparently the right apparently number. They got yeah, yeah. After the third yeah, yeah. I've, I've, heard. I've heard after the third <laughs> from, a, from a reliable internet source. Um, all right. First film I can talk about. Mm-hmm. Woo! Um, Split. Big spoilers for Split coming up. All right, let's go. Let's do this. You Did had you spoilers split? for Split when before the yeah, movie had even okay. come out. All right. Yeah. Okay. This is like a point of contention between me and AJ. What is? That he thinks that I like spoil films for myself. That I'm like... <laughs> We haven't spoken about it. Ages. I'm glad we're talking. This is so funny. Okay, go, go. You, well, t- you so tell he's it. talked about like. I'll judge you. That's funny. <laughs> like that. I. He's like, why do you always do that? And I was like, what? And he's like, spoil films because there's like there's quite a few films that I've had spoiled for me. Yeah. So, Split was one that was spoiled for me, but it's an interesting one because I I wouldn't have seen it if I didn't know the spoiler. Mm. So. Because the only thing you were fascinated about by the film was, was the, the spoiler, spoiler. and I didn't, did I, I didn't reveal it last year, did I? No, because no. then I, because we were only friends on Snapchat after yeah. that for a while, so I actually like messaged you on Snapchat <laughs> and said like, "What is the spoiler?" Oh, yeah. So um, I just want to say that I, I, okay, must, no, I understand. I want to go through the, the rest of them okay. how, how it works. But um, what were you going to say Sorry. about about you spoiling things for yourself all the time? Yeah. I understand that you're not doing it on purpose, but I don't know anyone else who falls into as many no, spoilers. Well, I, like, as it's you. The, the thing of like, I mean, how many people do you know that like care about film as much as mm. I do? That like they actively research it on their own time. Yeah. And then and then like films just like split. It was like. Um, it was because I saw an article that was like, spoilers, Split is actually a sequel to dot, dot, dot. And then it had a, um, unbreakable thumbnail. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Isn't so that was arrogant? Like, That's as bad and as so like I was variety, like, dude. And so, yeah, I was like, oh, I, I didn't like... So that's the spoiler for Split, is that it's actually mm. a sequel to Unbreakable, and they're making a crossover called Glass, which comes in early 2019. And it's Unbreakable Split Glass. Filming. Yeah. Unbreakable Glass, Split Glass. Um, yeah, so... And it's, yeah, it's finished filming. It's got, like, a year in post-production. But the... Yeah, there's, so there's that... Um, Rowan Strang spoiled um, Star Wars Episode Seven for me. <laughs> Calling him out. Um, what, what else what is there? What was there a spoil about The Force Awakens? Tell, tell uh, the story. So... 
Oh, wait, I was hold like, up. <laughs> oh no! Okay, like, no, people have you've seen the Force Awakens. If you okay. haven't seen it by now, you don't. You're not enough yeah, so, of a fan to deserve. Okay, this is so, 2017 sport. I was I was in Thailand. Um, 2016, 2015. No, this video. Oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. So I was podcast. I was in Thailand when the Force Awakens came out, and I Type got to, like the earliest screen I could <laughs> see. Uh, this is the earliest like showing I could see. But by the time that had been. A lot of my friends had said better than midnight premiere. So I stayed off I all social media except I was like, oh, I want to get like just a one sentence reaction, spoiler free. So I went on Ryan Strang's page because I was like, there's no way in a million years he would spoil it. Ryan's like. been on the podcast before. For the- and so we're not Rowan's a well-known asshole. <laughs> and so um, I went on his page and he said, <laughs> Sorry, Ron, and he said um, my, my, um, my The Force Awakens spoiler review. And it said, blank, blank, gets blank. By his blank, 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 um, and so, <laughs> so I was like, like so I was like, okay, and like, then like that's what it said. It said the word blank. Oh right. Okay. And so I was like, okay, so someone gets killed by his father or son, you know, and basically, and then like it's only like twenty minutes into the movie, it's like your father Han Solo, and I was like, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so, and I didn't tell well, Ron. No, this you were just years. spoiled by your own intelligence then. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're like, because well, he smart. was like, and I told Ron, I was like, he's like, no, I wouldn't have said his. And I was like, well, you did. Um, and then I went back and found a screenshot and proved to him that he was before wrong. I, you're petty like Before that. I ever watched the TV show The Wire, someone told me that a character dies in it, and that character dies in like the fourth to last episode of the entire series. Yeah, so I watched I think all, I know the same all five seasons and knowing this, this, this character was going to die, and then. Um, yeah. But what else have I had spoiled for me? There was another one that I I defend isn't me like spoiling a film for myself because spoiling implies that it ruins the film. Is we'll get to it. Mother, mm-hmm. as that role was like mother. Rowan was like Rowan again was like you guys have to like or mainly AJ is like you have to see Mother like I don't want to spoil anything and I was like I I could not care less about Mother Mm. like I had no intention of ever seeing it and then I was like okay so what is it and then he and then he told me and I was like okay and and now I'm like cool I can I can be a there when conversations are going on but like You're like that but like I don't, like i don't care and i and i care less now even that though, like, knowledge about what happens in the movie spoiled that movie less yeah. than darren Ar- aronofsky spoiled the movie yeah um there you go. but what, what else is there we'll talk about it later what I else has there been that i've like spoiled um the good place you, yeah but you didn't actually know the spoiler that i thought you knew for it um i don't know i don't remember yeah. Just at least I think I counted them out once, and there was like so you yeah, spoil movies, okay? Cool. But there's like there's there's only like one or two that I've like I've only ever like once intentionally spoiled a film that I like was were actually ruined the film, and I kind of like Split. I guess is like one that. All right, so again, let's talk about Split. Split. Um, Split was probably one of my least disappointing films of the year. Mm. I really enjoyed it, and like removed from the twist. I thought it was a great movie. James McAvoy gives an amazing performance. Mm. It certainly, for me, was the most mind-blowing film of the year because I didn't know the twist. Um, I thought the twist was that um, whatever the beast, has the, the, the beast is real or whatever. So, um, have you seen Split? No. Didn't you call me after and you were like, I have to talk yeah, to yeah, someone. Yeah. It's so good. It's so funny. So, so <laughs> for those who haven't seen Split, it's about a guy with a split personality who's who Do, kidnaps a bunch 20, of girls. 22 different personalities. Yeah, yeah. Um, and in the end, it reveals that 
Bruce Willis's character from the what ninety ninety five ninety ninety four? No, 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 no. no, no. no. It was after. Oh, no, um, it's just two thousand, two thousand, two thousand. Yeah, a two thousand film split. Uh, Unbreakable <laughs> from the film Unbreakable, the last, the last film to have Samuel Jackson have hair in it. Yeah, um, oh. Bruce Willis's character is in Split right at the end. He he looks up and 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 mentions Mr. Glass. Yeah, he's Samuel like they're like, character. oh, it's like that guy a few years ago. What was his name? And then Bruce Willis the campaigns over. Bruce Willis like his name was Mr. Glass. And what I loved about that twist, like I jumped out of my seat. Like you can attest to that. Yeah, no, he, AJ was like, it was completely silent. I don't think anyone else really got it. And AJ was like, wow, I get it. <laughs> oh. And you I'm, so would have needed other people to know that well, you got no, it. That, like, that's, no, why that's, you. that's 100% that, yeah, that, like, That's why it's so strange is because... I was the only one that got no, it. No, 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 no. Like, Unbreakable <laughs> is not in the public consciousness There anymore. was a 14-year-old girl next to me who did not understand. I mean, naturally, I explained it to her. <laughs> <laughs> and she, and, and she, she hadn't seen Unbreakable. I was like, well, you must. It's Come around to my house. <laughs> <laughs> and she was just like... Um, the, the term, the definition, the phrase mansplaining was invented for a moment such as this. <laughs> Shyamalan-splaining. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so, yeah, Unbreakable's not in the public consciousness anymore. It's not the same as revealing, I don't know, what's a movie from 2000 that people still think about. Like... Chicken Run. Even, even Chicken Run is probably more <laughs> iconic. It's like, it's like that thing from a few years ago and it pans to Rocky and he's like... It was the pies. <laughs> Entrapment. <laughs> sure. Like- Catherine Zeta-Jones and Entrapment. Uh, yeah, Mission yeah. Impossible. Didn't we talk yeah, about Mission this? Yeah, Mission Impossible is a we good example. We talked about this. What was the biggest film in 2000? I'm pretty sure we talked about this recently. Yeah, no, yeah actually we did. Mission yeah. Impossible. Um, so it was Mission Impossible too. So if if <laughs> if Split had suddenly panned to Tom Cruise, who made a reference to a Mission Impossible film, people would be like, it's a Mission Impossible scene. People would be like, oh, it's a sequel to Mission Impossible 2. Yeah, the yeah, biggest yeah. film of 2000. Yeah. Like, Unbreakable. Oh, Gladiator. Gladiator is a good Okay. The, the, the Unbreakable. Gladiator would have been awesome. Imagine if it panned to, to or American, no. American Psycho. No, if it was a it was if it was a sequel to um, X Men. No, 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 A Beautiful Mind. Oh yeah, yeah. There you go. That would have been interesting. <laughs> um, but you know, like the only people I know who talk about Unbreakable are people mean, like yeah. like us who like, are fans of M Night Shyamalan and go, oh, "What was the deal with that?" Imagine if it panned across and it was the Grinch. <laughs> 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 Oh, man. Or if it was like the three guys from Vertical Limit <laughs> being like it was that hey, fucking mountain. Chris O'Donnell needs more work. He is a good actor. Uh, Josh Thompson says, so should I watch Unbreakable first? Um, it's I don't know. It's all right. I, I'm not a big fan of I'm going to say don't watch. You don't have time in your life to watch Unbreakable. Jeremy's on that that hating Shyamalan train, but well, do you because know, do you know what's, yeah, he probably deserves it. He, he deserves it. Like he's done. How many movies has he has he produced? Like what? Ten? Eleven? Uh, probably less than that. Probably. Two of them have been good. Which two? Well, Six Sense, and I'm just generously giving him another one that I can't remember at the moment. Uh, <laughs> Split, Split is really Split's good. pretty good. Signs has become. Oh, sorry, Signs. Everyone loves Signs. I was just like, mm. and Unbreakable is held quite high regard as well. The Village, I think, is actually held in quite I, high I like, regard. I, like I did Village. not like it, I like but Village. I get that people do, yeah. and I'm fine with I'm, that. I'm a big fan of. People are the not last allowed to like. It. People are not allowed to like the happening. They're not allowed to like Lady in the Water, and they're not allowed to like Unbreakable. What a, <laughs> Unbreakable. Yeah. Last Airbender. You mean not last year? Last year, Midnight I feel is his oh, magnum opus I've, of dung. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's the that's the one that people were like, "M Night Shyamalan, get out of the woods." I've I've erased that from my memory because I didn't even see it. So I, I, I watched it very briefly, and it's such a like as someone who doesn't really care about the TV show, mm. like it's it's not a good film. Yeah, yeah, objectively. Cool. Yeah. Um, 
And yeah, was, it's an interesting thing that we sort of talked about yesterday there was like one of those things of like perfectly articulating it is that like this is just a general statement about me and aj is that i'm always angry and aj's always sad <laughs> that up. I, I should, like a better way to put it is if if the the philosophy from inside out is real oh, yeah. and we are each driven by a different right. like, one of the five emotions i would be driven by sadness because i react to things with like a defense with and a, like, like a defeat yeah defeat whereas you react to things as an explosion and an attack <laughs> well you're either that or you're the worry like the bill hater yeah worry. yeah sure yeah 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 um but it's interesting like thinking back about um, you'd be disgusted I'm, 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 I'm disgust and joy i'm gonna claim that i'm gonna claim um, that but thinking about it it's like because yeah i am i am always angry but um <laughs> that's your secret that's my secret yeah um yeah no but like thinking back about all these films i was actually really optimistic about actually even coming off the the back of 2016 being a pretty disappointing year for cinema mm-hmm. um but like i i remain pretty optimistic about films until the last moment mm. and like there's a few examples that we'll get to that of, of times where i was like even walking into the cinema, I was like, this should be good. But this when year I, has objectively be been good. better. Oh, hell yeah. So much better than 2016. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I'm not disappointed by this year at all. I think we've, no. had, we've had some incredible- Turn the podcast off. We've had, <laughs> <laughs> we've, had, we've had some of the best movies of the last 10 years this year, I reckon. Yep. I reckon we've had some of the best movies of all time. Oh my God. I can't say that. Um, <laughs> all right, yeah, so split, I, I was- Record scratch. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, but it was one of those interesting ones that I, I I just wouldn't have seen it or ever thought twice about it unless I knew the twist. But I'm glad that that got me into the cinema, and it didn't. If anything, because it got me into the cinema, it like it in- increased my enjoyment of it because mm. I wouldn't have mm. seen it otherwise. James McAvoy's pretty awesome in it. And I, he, oh yeah. he toes that line of being. It's like Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight crossed with the worst Nicolas Cage performance, <laughs> but somehow it works. Like like he does so many things in, in that where you're like. If this was a different actor, yeah. this would be laughably bad. Right. But yeah. he just pulls it off. He's so good That's, at it. that's the only reason I'd see that film. Because I'm not interested like, in the premise. I'm not interested in that neither. type of movie. Yeah, neither. Yeah. And so, but I think he's a great actor. And he, he, I haven't he, seen him he, anything recently. Like, objectively, he probably is one of the best performances this year. Mm-hmm. Like, and but he's not even going to get nominated for an Oscar. No, because no, Enoch Shyamalan is not the kind of filmmaker that the well, just, just, you're not, not welcome here well i mean they, they don't nominate films that came out on the 2nd of february yeah, yeah because yeah, totally. the, the academy has like a one memory one month memory span i mean yeah. like this year they'll probably extend it to dunkirk mm, yeah and, and probably and possibly get out but yeah no there's oscar season for a reason i guess mm. but um <laughs> so, the, so the, the season <laughs> <laughs> but yeah seasons no, greetings but um Split, yeah, well, that was probably one. Cool, of I think that's because there's a couple way of, too long to have there's a couple of scenes. <laughs> there's a couple of scenes where he like um, he transitions between two characters. Yeah. Like she's like talking to, and so he he is like you see him playing a character, and then you see him playing a character pretending to be that character, and they're slightly different. Yeah, there's wow. a lot of real good shit like that. That's amazing. Mm. Um, so after that, 9th of February, day after my birthday, we had oh good, Fifty Shades Darker. Are we going to have spoilers for Fifty Shades Darker? You see it? None at all. No. Oh, no. Did he hang Dong? Do we do we find out? I think we would have heard about it. Yeah, I actually think I think I looked it up and he doesn't. Oh, um, <laughs> you're like, should I go see Fifty Shades Darker? <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I've got it here. It didn't come out at this time in New Zealand, but <laughs> Did he hang Dong. <laughs> but uh, John Wick Two oh, came yeah. out a wee bit later um, for us. Did you see it? No. I saw it. Did yeah. you see it, uh, Richard? Yeah, I went with Drew Name here. We said right. in gold class. Um, 
Okay, I've got so I think <laughs> you got fancy with a celebrity. I think if, if I was to talk, um, talk objectively, I don't think it's as um, as groundbreaking as John Wick One was. Like, yeah. I think it's John, quite derivative. It takes a lot from John Wick. Yeah, yeah. I th- but I don't. I wouldn't make most of the, title, <laughs> yeah. the letters in the title. Um, I wouldn't say. <laughs> I would, well, there are more letters in the title for John Wick Chapter, chapter two. 2. Literally just one. No, there's no, chapter, chapter 2. two. Oh. Got him. <laughs> Got him. Um, <laughs> I'm right. Get out of my house. I think, I think, what I, I, I don't think it's as good of a movie as John Wick 1, but what I do think is that it did a, it did everything right. It did what, right. what John Wick 2 should do, which was build a world. Like, if the first one is so great because it's like a, it's a, it's a premise as simple as like. It's like the, a bottle episode. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's premise yeah, as simple it, as it, like it, the it, greatest it's action It's a bigger movies. world as well. Yeah, and John this Wick- is the hotel, isn't it? Like, there's some hotel. That, that's there. part of it. Yeah, like, John- yeah. so John Wick One is about a guy whose dog is killed and he wants revenge. Mm. And and you get that's this, it. but you get this glimpse into this world of yeah, yeah, hitman, hitman, and then yeah. you see more of. The and world John Wick Chapter Two is is let's take a further look at this world, and for that I was like, this is great. It's not as good because it's by design, not as refreshing of a concept, but I like this world. I like the mm. stuff they're saying. This yeah. is interesting stuff. Well, so. it's, it's interesting because I did see The Raid. I didn't see The Raid 2. Mm. But, like, The Raid, again, such a great concept for an action movie because it's just one building. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, like... Yeah, The Raid 2 is very different. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so, I mean, I listened to you guys. They're the podcast completely edited, different Because I'm, yeah. I'm a good friend. Um, but, yeah, just, like, The Raid 2 came out and I was like, I don't need to see that again. Like, I've, I've seen that concept and it was really great for one movie. Yeah, I mean, it, like, The Raid Berendale is completely different. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, they it's like clearly the same voices behind them but they're completely different films yeah uh, we have a couple comments um, Cardi Naitoro says Arrival but I don't think that came out no this year, sorry that was that was my favourite film of last year <laughs> um, Karen friend of the podcast Karen Bennett says Richard and AJ need to kiss stay watch until the end and Cardi <laughs> also says Spider-Man Homecoming which I'm sure we'll talk about do you have your phone like upside down yeah wow and I am it's Marvel. a new thing he's trying. Yeah, it's the, um, Spider-Man these Homecoming, things, this thing, to. and this thing. I'm doing like, everything uh, just to try and be interesting. <laughs> if there's any girls out there, look if there's any ladies watching this live stream. <laughs> I've, I've got an upside down phone. I'm this interesting in real life. <laughs> these are not. Um, <laughs> okay, so um, 16th of Feb. Uh, this so was dismissive. A film that I probably said I was quite excited to see, but I never saw. Is um, Martin Scorsese's Silence? Yeah. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I had lots of friends who said it was great, but then the critics all said it was boring, and I was just like... Yeah, it was like three hours long. I also didn't have anyone to go see it with, because you've got to... (laughs) I need to start thinking of you more when I'm thinking, like, who would watch a depressing film that's supposed to have good directing and good acting in it? Yeah, I mean, like, as... I mean, like, you think of AJ as being, like, the depressing one, but I like to... No, AJ will watch it and be like, oh, what was that? Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, AJ just just sort of waddles home and goes... (laughs) it's true it's true it's exactly what i am it's true i mean i think i yeah again it's a movie that i think i'm glad that martin scorsese made it because it was obviously a story that was on his mind for a very long time apparently it said a lot of really amazing things about kind of the place of faith and doubt and all that sort of stuff in both our individual lives and also in culture um so it's definitely on brand for me, but it's a very, just... very nuanced review of a film. You haven't seen. <laughs> um, speaking of faith and doubt, have you, have you guys ever seen a film called doubt? 
Yeah, fucking Fuck, love it's it. Good, so good, such a good I have, movie. I have not seen Doubt. Yeah. Such a good movie. It's Philip Seymour Hoffman. I love how you're like, yeah. Have you seen this like underground film Doubt that was nominated for like four Academy Awards? Yeah, oh <laughs> the my, like and, and Pitch Literally. Perfect one, where she's like, you know, David Guetta. Literally, <laughs> <laughs> Literally stars Meryl Streep. It's like yeah, real under the radar. <laughs> I hadn't like. Um, have you guys seen this, really this underground Meryl Streep film called It's Complicated with um. Alec Baldwin in it. Nancy Myers, man. She can um, do no wrong. Speaking of Pitch Perfect, I, I, have, I have a story I need to tell when we get to... Oh, fuck. Pitch Perfect 3 didn't even come out this year, so it's not on. It's on my yeah, list. It did. It did. It's coming uh, out. It comes out on 1st of January. Oh, um, that's right. It was on my list. Damn I was supposed it. to come out on 22nd of December. but um, They got too ashamed and they were like, no, we need to put it in. It's the last year. call. It's the last call. I don't want to do it yet. <laughs> Once we release it, guys, that's it's over. Um <laughs> No, but talking about, um, I told AJ this story, but I think it's a good story to tell on the podcast, is that um, we were at work um, discussing... Um, is this the story of how Pitch Perfect 3 was spoiled for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, talking about, because um, people hadn't seen The Last Jedi, so they're like, and someone had, and they were like, talking about how, um, so it was actually Karen, friend of the podcast, who commented earlier, saying, I don't want to know if there's a twist in The Last Jedi. Um <laughs> And, and and you know I I wasn't saying anything about the last year, but um, this girl was like, oh well, like no, obviously there's a twist in it, kind of thing. And he's like, well, no, that's a spoiler. And she's like, no, every film has a twist. And so I was like, you're wrong, <laughs> like you're actually just wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, like, because when I but then like searching my brain, I was like, they yeah, are thinking twist films without twist, but I could only think of films that have twists. And then I was like, ah, oh, Back to the Future, one of the greatest films of all time, doesn't have a twist. And then she was like, oh, no. Oh, no. What about when they're in the car and she's trying to kiss him, but it's his mum? And I was like... When was the last time you saw Back to the Future? And I was like, what the hell? That's not a twist. What are you talking about? It's well known. Yeah, that's the point. It's a twist for the character of the mum if she found out. Yeah, no, she doesn't even find find out out at that point. (laughs) She doesn't find out. um, And so, yeah, it's like, um, that's not a twist. It's objectively not a twist. And she's like, no, well, like... You know, like, it, she's, and like, she got quite frustrated. I was like, no, it's just like simple story structure. Like, it goes up and then it comes down, and that's the twist. And we're like, what? No, like, and she's like trying to. What, what she's like, saying she's is. She's saying is that every, and then she said, no, every film has like a low point for the character. Which is I not. I feel a like twist. she just watched The Prestige and thinks that that's like, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, this it's is the what turn. movies are. It's the um, turn. But, and then she's like, no, yeah, so that's like the twist down there. And then um, she did that thing where, you know, like when someone keeps changing their arguments so that they always end it right. Mm-hmm. And she was like, no, every film has a plot point, has plot points. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, okay. And then I was like, it still it came up again later on because that was like someone was telling the story and she was there. It's like no, like every film does have a twist. And I was like no, a twist is a new piece of information that makes you rethink the information you already have. I was like that's the most like succinct explanation I can think of of what a twist is. And I was like like I am your father. Spoilers for the Empire Strikes Strike Back. Um, <laughs> I am your father is like the quintessential movie twist. And she goes, no, that's not even a twist though. And I was like, <laughs> it's the, you look up twist in the dictionary. For example, in Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Um, but she goes, no, his name is Dark Father. And I was like, I'm not going to discuss film with someone who knows, who got everything they know about film from the first perfect movie. Because like Anna Kendrick's quirky character is like, his name is Dark Father. Like George Lucas didn't decide that he would be Luke's father until halfway through Riding the Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So, like, the fact that his name is, means father in German doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, 
I just love that that whole story was like perfect. No, 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 no. The whole the whole story was Richard being like, and I work with this dumb woman who just doesn't know what she's talking about, and, she's and I do, <laughs> and I do, and I'm telling you how smart I was when I was arguing um, with her. To be fair, she's lovely if she's listening. <laughs> okay, um, um, no, well, I think what she's saying, and this is true, every film, every story has spoilers. A spoiler for Back to the Future no, would every, be every- he gets home in the end. That's a spoiler. Yeah. yeah, it's obvious, but it's a spoiler. Well, no, but but then she said she was saying that in a plot structure, the characters have ups and downs, and the down is a twist. That's wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, I I just don't think that discussing this any further is. Good. Yeah, but anyway, <laughs> so um, John Wick Chapter Two. That, that's what annoyed me about the first Pitch Perfect is that her character doesn't like movies because they have dumb endings, and it's like. Uh, give your character a quirk, but that's the stupidest one. Mm. <laughs> like, and then, the and then the movie that makes her love movies is the Breakfast <laughs> Club. And I'm like, she's like, oh. the ending was amazing. I like movies now. And then she like, anyway, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah that, that's Pitch Perfect is a fucking dumb movie, guys. I, 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 like I, Pitch, I really thought I would like Pitch Perfect because I was like, this is gonna be like the new Mean Girls. It's gonna be like this like like girls comedy that can like mm. be you know. To be honest, Pitch Perfect, if it was Mean Girls, would just be called Nice Girls. Mm. Yeah, because most of them are just nice. Drop your thoughts on Pitch Perfect in the comments below. Oh, go fire, guys! <laughs> uh, all right. Oh, next, um, February sixteenth, same day as Silence, uh, we had an equally critically acclaimed film called Fist Fight. <laughs> Spoilers right. for Fist Fight. Did you see this? No. This is the Jeremy. Like, you would love Fist Fight. <laughs> never even heard of it. It's like. Um, Charlie Day and Ice Cube are like these two teachers at a school and there's some altercation. I can't remember what it, what it is. He gets them fired. Yeah, he Char- gets Charlie fired. Charlie Day gets Ice Cube fired. from Charlie then, Day? I, uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. No. And he's Sorry. Pacific Rim. Oh, yeah, yeah. He talks like this! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, so, and Charlie Day accidentally gets Ice Cube fired and Ice Cube's like, right, I'm going to beat you up. And we're like, we're going to have a fist fight after school. And then it's just this like comedy of errors that like goes through and then it culminates in them actually having this fist fight. And me, AJ and David Karyos went to go see it. And because we were like, I don't know why we did. We were at Sylvia Park as yeah, well, yeah, which is yeah. like ages away from our house. But like, <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> like it got, it got critically panned. It was like. Oh, it's, it's like, yeah, there's some horrible stuff in it. Like, so he calls the, <laughs> the, the cops he calls 911 is like oh like this this man this deranged psychopath who was like chasing him with an axe is gonna like beat him up and then they just laugh at him they're like you're like, you're a grown-up you're not getting beaten up like the the joke of it is that yeah, that yeah. charlie day is very much the audience surrogate where he's like why do you want to beat me up you're a grown man and yeah, ice yeah. cube is like a mentally challenged so <laughs> like, it's basically like the conceit is it's it's adults behaving like teenagers at school yeah. and their teachers at school so they're in the school setting yeah. which gives that parallel which yeah. makes it fun and then it, then it culminates into one of the legitimately the best fist fights i've ever seen in yeah it's actually real it's like it's so funny i yeah. really love it when you watch a film like when you watch a movie it's not a film it's a movie when like everyone especially comedies because like comedies are so about what mood you're in when you see it mm-hmm. but you everyone tells you it's gonna be absolutely terrible and you just go and you just have a great time mm. yeah. and you're like oh, i got one i got, I got <laughs> one that the critics didn't mine. get it's yeah, mine yeah. <laughs> yeah that's um uh yeah i was talking about this with aj yesterday actually is that like one of the movies i had that with was um a million ways to die in the west Exact- Object- objectively horrible but i just really felt like watching i love okay i i went and saw it on the opening day 
I flippin' loved it for some reason. Yeah. I laughed my ass off and then, like, told all of my friends, you have to go see this movie. It's so funny. Mm. And then the, all the critics' reviews came out in between the time I told my friends to go. <laughs> and, when, and then I took some friends with me and I just cracked up again and everyone was sitting there being like... They this got spoilers the, for a million ways to This is the worst. They were like, this is the worst movie I've ever seen. It's horrible. It's, and I, like, I loved it, though. But I, 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 I still don't it. really understand how it's horrible. Like, when the, <laughs> the big, huge block of ice just... I haven't seen I it. Just, um, yeah, it was one of those films oh. that, like, I was like, I walked out and I was like, I've, I've enjoyed the last hour and a half of my life, but I'm not going to tell anyone. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to say... Same thing happened with the Zoolander 2. I was like, that was fine. I'm, I can't, I'm not going to recommend it to anyone. I'm not stupid. Well, I think it depends on who you watch movies with. I remember... I saw an um, Our Idiot Brother by myself. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Paul, Paul Rudd, Zoe now, yeah. And I was like... We all know it. I was like, oh, yeah, all right, that was average. Then I watched it with you and some of our friends. This was years ago, like mm. 2012 or something. And I really enjoyed it, watching it with people. Mm. And it's like I saw something with other people laughing so at people it. people give you the permission to yeah, find yeah. something funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Von and Brian, like those, those are my people to watch Vaughn was actually watching before oh so. cute um, yeah so we just had a disconnection on the OBS by the way so sorry if that affected your viewing experience um, so first fight would be one of my most what it, we haven't decided what, what we're going for the, the official answer surprisingly number. good yeah surprisingly good or like fulfilling movie I, like I'll say this it's it's not without its flaws oh, like, God, no. like Ice Cube's character is so irrational that it's hard to get into the premise of it mm. like it's like what are you? What is wrong with you? Then, like, like, like midway through the film, they try to make you sympathise with Ice Cube, yeah, being yeah. like, "Yeah, like people do need to get beaten up more." But yeah. it's just like, no, you, you're actually just <laughs> they mentally don't. <laughs> um, but that that ending was so immensely satisfying. It just completely delivered on what it promised, which is something every movie should do. Mm. So. Yeah, that's the thing is, you're like, I want to come to this to see a fist, a fist fight. fight, and for it to just be ridiculous, and it was because mm. it's sort of, it's like the last day of school, isn't it? So it like yeah. it like creates this post apocalypse feel to the school. Like students are running rampant. So it's like yeah, it's it's quite it's built up quite well. Yeah. So now one of AJ's most anticipated films of 2017, T2 Transporting. What did you think? Give us your full review. Come on, AJ. you, you, you got the real one. ready oh, for this. Here you go. Heard it was good. <laughs> okay, and um, Logan came out second oh, of March. Oh, this was absolutely the one you were frothing over. I was. How many I times was. did you watch the trailer? Ah, oh, and it'll be over a hundred, I reckon. Yeah. Um, I actually just bought this on Blu-ray yesterday, and I'm I'm gonna rewatch it because I, I only saw it when it first came out. And our initial How very 2014 of you. <laughs> our initial review was uh, not perfect, but now I've since I've come around to. I it. loved it. Yeah. I, you know I, what? I'm gonna put it on my list of disappointing films of 2017. Really? Wow. That's so AJ of you. AJ just leaves. <sighs> Alright, so AJ, do you actually keep a list of your most disappointing films of the year somewhere? Do you want to tell us why? Or are you going to Yeah, I thought later? The Clone Wolverine was stupid. I haven't put, I have put up spoilers for Logan. I thought that... Did you, have you put it up? Or yeah, not? I have. Um, I thought that... Um, every, like, there's... I say it's disappointing, but I don't think it's a bad film. Does that make sense? Like, I'm not saying don't see it. I'm saying like you were like it didn't live up to what I thought it was going to. But it's still one of the best X Men films. Oh, one hundred percent, it's one of the best X Men films. Um, I thought that that everything about it was was pretty good, pretty int- interesting, pretty intriguing. Um, um, kind of like character stuff going on, especially for mm. like there's that connection with um, um, what's his name? Professor X. No. What's the actor's name? Hugh Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. <laughs> Hugh Jackman playing playing this character for the last time. You know, all yeah, that all yeah, that yeah. stuff is, is wonderful. It's great. Yeah, the, totally. the the design, um 
of, of everything is, is great in it. And then, what, like a little, maybe over halfway through the movie, he's faced with his ultimate villain and it's just a Wolverine clone. Like, literally, it's Hugh Jackman no, no, playing no. Oh, Wolverine. No, no, no. And I get the symbolism. You don't need to explain this. I get that it's like his greatest enemy was himself. But everything else in that movie is so grounded and so um, real and emotional. And, like, that felt like something out of do you X, think, X3, do you think X2. Basically, because it was... Do you think if they had a cloned version that was played by another actor who was actually young rather than a CGI version of if himself, that was how they if they removed it. the gimmick out of it Maybe. of like a CGI version? Well, okay. Part of another another issue is the guy with the robot hand who looked like Draco Malfoy. Yeah, and he just didn't. There wasn't. They introduced this villain, and then he was just like not really a thing. I thought he was so much more interesting oh, than a clone cool. than a clone Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. Like, and if they had doubled those character, make it someone who could capably fight Wolverine. Yeah. Because obviously this guy with the robot hand couldn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those characters. Scene is really cool when he's like, "I'm a big fan of yours." Yeah, yeah. He's, oh, that he's, was so cool when he's he got a cool character. The, yeah, yeah. Do you remember how that guy dies? Yeah. He gets pulled under the ground by like a, a nature compl- yeah. controlling mutant, and it's so it's so quiet, and it's right, like yeah, he yeah. was he was like way more interesting than than X twenty four. Yeah, you know, like, and that's another thing is like I feel like you shouldn't introduce X twenty three and X twenty four in the same movie, I like a like, little girl. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like that undermines the the significance of her as the um, yeah. central. It's MacGuffin. interesting because um, we'll talk about this more. Cowardy says the kids were dumb in the Wolverine movie. Adam says, AJ speaking my mind on Logan. Oh. Yeah, You've like... Got friends, I, AJ. Okay. The, I, I, we'll talk about it more when we get towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those films that... Um, it has good and bad stuff. But the bad stuff... Like, on the whole, I'd still call it an enjoyable movie. Yeah. Where there's... And, and things that, like... I get, but they looked kind of silly on screen. Didn't bother me as much in this film as they did in another film that came out this and year. And I'm, I'm the obviously all yeah, so, so I think where the way I feel about Logan is probably the way you feel about the other film, whereas the other film is you feel what I feel. Yeah. yeah. The thing, and well, no spoilers for that film. We'll get to it. When we <laughs> the get thing that I really loved about Logan, though, is I feel like Logan is the best post-Trump movie that I've seen because it basically. It's very rare that you get, especially with a big action film, that you get characters that are living the kind of life in, like, small town USA with no money and really struggling with, like, health issues, aging, a health system that doesn't care, you know, all this sort of stuff. Like, I love the fact that the mutants, even though they're this these otherworldly mutants, as they are getting older and losing their power or losing control of their power, that actually the same, that they are avatars for, it's you know, it's where sci-fi is at its best, when it's actually amping up the reality of people's lived every day. And I think that, you know, actually seeing, like, you know, the death of the mutants as kind of almost like the ending of the great age of America. Like, I loved it. I thought it was so good. And the fact, even the fact that it was showing like kind of the interplay between, you know, the, on the border of Mexico and America and all this stuff, it felt very current. It felt very mm-hmm. now, but also felt like it was, it wasn't, I, I, I'm always amazed by films when they can do that in a way that doesn't feel like shoved into a narrative yeah. about characters we already already care about yeah. that it actually felt completely genuine to the story yeah. of where Logan and Professor X would get to if they had if they were in that situation mm-hmm. and I felt like all the characters made decisions that were totally in line with who they had been throughout the whole series and like the bit with you know Professor they go to Las Vegas and Professor X is in the bedroom and they're watching that movie like 
all of that could have felt really cheesy, but they just did it and they created an atmosphere in the film that I thought was just beautiful. Yeah, yep. it's one of those things that like for what the risks it took and what it means for films now, mm. I can forgive a few minor quabbles to get you to the point that they got yeah to. whereas the other film <gasps> oh which my we won't mention <laughs> yet i um though they were enough to to ruin my experience yeah, yeah. they're just the last the last lines that logan says oh my gosh i actually cried and i was just like never thought i'd cried an x-men film yeah. but when he said like this is what it's supposed to feel like and i was just like he was superseded by mr poopy butthole from rick and morty though when he gets shot at the end of that episode, he's like, Oh God, is this what dying feels like? You are the worst person. <laughs> um, no, look, my, my review of Logan is, Oh my goodness, so good. Go see it. There's a few raisins in the salad, but go see it. I like raisins. Oh, anyway, continue. I don't like raisins. <laughs> Jeremy's review is, Go see it. There's a few raisins in the salad. <laughs> How good. <laughs> All right. Very All right. Good. So that's Logan. Um, another film I didn't see, but AJ, I feel like I might have to grab you a bit of paper back off you and write on it for you. <laughs> Kong Skull Island. Oh, yep. Kong Skull Island. Yeah, I got. <laughs> Would you say that's one of your most disappointing? Do you want me to add tier list for you? Uh, uh, yep. No, 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 don't. I wouldn't say it's one of my most disappointing because I wasn't expecting it to no. be good. Um, Jeremy, is it on your the, list? No. The, the trailers were so kind of like bipolar. We talked about this before mm-hmm. that, that it was like, this movie doesn't look like it has a very strong direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it's, You're out there, Jonathan Voigt, Voigt Roberts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, it's. Vogt. <laughs> it's a movie that that people a lot of people really liked it but no one's talking about it i've heard nothing but good things apart from from you really Really? man i I think stylistically it was really beautifully shot they created a whole bunch of really incredible visual moments and obviously the guy i think the guy comes from a music video background which you can tell (laughs) because like he's really good at like the 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 film has some great um yeah some beautiful visuals and like the ideas of where he placed battles you know where he put like the battle where kong's in the forest and the helicopters are going around above like (laughs) all those set pieces were great but like they just randomly introduced characters in the middle of the thing took characters out and like it just it made no narrative sense which was frustrating because it was like you for a movie that's so well made visually you want it to be matched with the story and also there were some cool characters in there and then there were characters that were just acting it's like it's always disappointing when you see a film and you're like oh that person that person in the film is only behaving like that because the script is telling them to behave like that because they need to get everyone to this point rather than that character feels fully fleshed out and that person is making decisions which are authentic to their character. So the the best thing about Kong Skull Island is John C. Riley's backstory, which isn't the movie. Yeah. Like, that's the problem is that you... open with it. It it opens with a young... The young version of John C. Riley's character and he parachutes onto Skull Island with another uh, Japanese soldier in World War II and they go to fight each other. They're stuck on this island. They go to fight each other and then they're completely like thrown off by Kong when you find him when they go to the, the main characters go to the island like 30 years later they find him again and he talks about how his, his Japanese soldier friend they became friends he died da 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 goodness me that's a that's a way more interesting story mm. like imagine that yeah. like the 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 un you know the the unconventional friendship of two yeah. people with completely conflicting ideologies and then finding to love each Kong other. on that island while they're also negotiating language yeah. and all that sort of stuff the thing that was really interesting is that it's 
almost like they fully wrote the script for the film and then they had like this little side story about John C. Riley's character growing you know mm. older and then all of a sudden this like group of Americans come and like find him and that's they get introduced halfway through the movie yeah. and then I feel like Tom Hiddleston became attached to the film and they were like ah where are we going to put him yeah. oh he's such a big star now oh well let's just completely ditch this whole you know John C. Riley story let's mm. amp up the yeah. American search party and, for, and just stick him in it for some reason for the record Tom Hiddleston is terrible yeah. in this film yeah he has cheese and made me think is Tom Hiddleston a bad actor mm. like because I've seen him as Loki which you can't really be bad at because it's so verbose and you're given a lot with Loki yeah. in the script I don't I'm I'm I've, I'm hedging my bets on Tom Hiddleston's ability. No, but Night like, Manager's good. Yeah, based based on Loki and Kong Skull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, because there's there's a part I can't remember what the line is, but there's a part where him and Brie Larson are like staring out at the at the night jungle or well, the jungle just like, before King Kong like yeah, raises yeah, yeah. up in front and of him. And he says something that I can't remember what it was, yeah. but it was so cheesy. But you, and it was you've so got to remember that's the writing as well. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, I mean, writing direction. I think yeah. Tom Hiddleston, yeah. I think, is a good actor. But the thing that was really stupid about it was I can't remember why, but that there's a whole bunch of stuff in there where like characters just do stuff just so you can get just so there can be problems created Mm -hmm. so they make really like samuel jackson's character is just stupidly obsessed in one direction yeah and you're like because samuel jackson's terrible (laughs) well okay the the other big problem i would say with it is um john goodman's character i quite liked oh yeah he was like we have to find the monster like like he's he's the can you do his voice no, I can't. I don't think I can. It's it's very like it sounds like he's got something in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Um but his his character is basically the um what's an example from literature? Like the, the obsessed guy who like the Machiavellian character who's Yeah, he's he's the he's the crazed scientist who tricks everyone else into coming with him. There you go. Um sort of so like that he can so that he can do his experiments. The director from the actual King Kong story who's played by Jack Black in the Peter Jackson version. He's kinda of like that, because he's like the one who throws everything to get what he wants. He dies halfway through the film. Yeah. And it was like He's kind of like the person driving. This yeah, exactly. Story. He was the advancing character. Who <laughs> Everyone's like, just like, oh, I might as well just go home now. Yeah. Because and then they were like, oh, but Samuel Jackson's character just wants to blow everything to shit. Yeah, and that's of enough of a, a driving force to. And it's just, yeah, yeah agreed. Anyway, yeah, so like Scott. Uh, Carly so, says Brie Larson was horribly cast. Okay, I think he's right. I don't, uh, yeah, and it, and the thing is with Brie Larson's character is that it was very much like, oh no, oh crap, guys. We've just written a movie that has no women in it. Okay. Okay. Hey, Brie Larson just won an Academy Award mm. for Room. She played a strong woman. Yeah. Let's get her in there. Very um, quickly. Right t- scenes t- where she gets into trouble. Toriel syndrome from the second Hobbit oh, film. Oh, my God. Oh, no, please go. don't give me that. Let's talk about the Hobbit. All right. What's next? Uh, mm, okay. 12th of March brought us a uh, critical darling. Um, you're going to need to put up spoilers for this one think you know what it's gonna be the boss the baby the boss baby now most disappointing film of the year <laughs> i'd be entirely happy if we didn't talk about this at the all. boss baby is the most disappointing film of 2006 that's my take on it this movie should not have come out this year this movie has is, is, is like so ahead of its time no behind on its time <laughs> like yeah it's the same with the um the emoji movie which i'm sure we'll talk about as well like these movies would be be like would fit 10 years ago you know but they, they don't when computer animation was becoming a thing yeah yeah they're like um tad the explorer yeah we sort of tried to the explorer have you had Bolt, Ted, like this the- movie tad the explorer no. that's like coming out next year we saw a trailer for it last night i'd never heard of this film the animation looks 
awful. <laughs> it's the so it's, it's yeah, so yeah. surreal. And the really sad thing about animated films that are that bad is you know that like animators spent literally like a year and a half of their life like creating one of the scenes. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, the boss baby is just it's. It's a bad idea. It's a confusing idea to, to like bring people in on. Why is the baby a boss? They kind of explain it. Like, but it's well, still not I'm sure it works better as a picture book. When yeah, you're just like, yeah, yeah. oh, the babies are people, you know, yeah, yeah. and then they go down and they do <laughs> people. Um, yeah, yeah like, there's a society of babies in heaven that gets sent down. Well, I don't to think Earth. it's established that it's heaven. Well, it's a place in the clouds. Then oh, I just I don't have room in my brain for this, guys. I um, just don't. Care. But yeah, there's. Um, <laughs> There's. I a- wanted to see the boss baby at like nine thirty in the morning for the like peak miserable experience. <laughs> I love, um, but yeah, like Jimmy Kimmel's in it. He voices oh. the dad, and it's like, uh, and like is, Toby Maguire's in it. Now, I, I, what are I, you doing, Toby? The problem is that like so many, man. there's been so many animated films that have been like breakout hits. That basically, I feel like animated film companies go to celebrities and they're like, "Hey, want to be a do a voice? It'll take you one day to record all your <laughs> yeah. lines." And like, yeah, why not? It could become successful. It, I get a lot of money for it. It's funny. Um. Before the boss baby, we went into it and I was like, AJ, I bet there's a scene in this film where it goes into slow motion and we see a close up of someone's facial expressions and they're really exaggerated in slow motion. And then like 20 minutes into the film, there it is. It's like, it's the B movie of 2017. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although Ferdinand, Jerry's still out on Ferdinand. Yeah, that's true. Um, don't disappoint me, John C. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> um, yeah, Boss Baby, it's like, uh, you, I, I wanted it to be, there was one that I wanted to be good because I was like, everyone's like, this trailer looks awful. I was like, the baby's talking like Alec Baldwin. That's funny. But it's weird, like. Spicy tuna roll. <laughs> and like St. Pierre's sushi had like spicy tuna roll. Like you could like, it's like, get a spicy tuna roll. and Like in the Boss Baby. <laughs> They were like, finally, a movie's acknowledged by C2. The, right. Venn, the Venn diagram of people who are going to go see that and who have the disposable income of their own to actually buy a spicy tuna roll. A spicy tuna roll is expensive. So or just, you know, what so what child who's going to enjoy that movie mm. is um, going to be like, mum, get so me a spicy So, boss baby, don't need to add it to your ballista most this morning? Uh, no, thank you. All right. Jeremy? No. Okay. I value this um, too much. So, another one that I don't think any of us saw, but by all accounts is pretty disappointing, Rings. Nope, the, the, didn't, didn't the ring see sequel. It. That was one, and if you if you missed my hilarious joke last year um, on the on the most anticipated podcast, that are like, you gonna share? It I'm again? gonna I'm gonna share it again because AJ missed it at the time, and then messaged me like a month later, being like, oh, "I just heard your joke now. That was hilarious." But it's like it's talking about how like rings. They're like, "Oh, on this one, it's a viral video," and I was like, "Here, tag your friends to totally kill them," <laughs> and no one and neither of you responded to it, and we and just glossed over it. But then AJ AJ responded. The funniest part of that story is you revealing that AJ like listened to this podcast a month again, after a month after we did it. <laughs> um, Josh Thompson says Jeremy is so over. This. <laughs> I'm just like honestly we're like oh no one's seen this film let's talk about it for 10 okay. minutes the next okay we've got one Thank film you, to get out of the way and then we've got one that I'm sure you have a lot to say about Jeremy um, okay so Power do you see Power Rangers no um, I saw it it's um, spoilers no no spoilers for Power Rangers it's, it's, it's not bad it's like it's one of those films that you kind of you can't you just can't take seriously yeah like I went being like ugh and then the opening, then within the first like thirty seconds, there's a joke about like masturbating a cat or a, a bull. Um, oh, classic oh. Power Rangers. Yeah, they're like um, they're talking about like oh yeah like oh she should. I was like it might be a cow, and it's like 
And it's like, oh, she should be happy. I just milked her. And I was like, this is a, this is a bull. And he's like, oh, I was wondering why there's only and one then, other. And that's why her name is Rita Repulsa. <laughs> and then big, big block letters masturbation go, across the screen. <laughs> but there's like, um, yeah, I just remember like, when I, when I got into it, there was like, the opening scene ends with the main character being in a car accident. And so there's like this big car accident, the car rolls and it's like him upside down being like, uh, uh, and then it's like, Power Rangers, <laughs> and I cracked up, and I was like, "Oh my god, I just the hero enjoy this movie." <laughs> and um, I was at a screening for, like, for cast and crew of Power Rangers that shoots in New Zealand in Auckland, um, and I was like pissing myself laughing. <laughs> and Jess, who I was with, who who worked there, was like, "Oh my god, you're so embarrassing," because I was like cracking up at this, and it's like there's people who like love, live and breathe Power Rangers. And I, I was just cracking up. But then, like, after, like, 20 minutes of me just laughing, I, um, I just got over it. I like, <laughs> to just, like, no, I, like, she, she got over it and thought, oh, I'll just let him enjoy it. But, um, also another real funny thing at the start of that is Brian Cranston's in it. Yeah. Um, as the head. Yeah, as the, as the head. But the, the, I New actually think it might be called the Power Rangers. The, the, the my, my should be the very, very opening of the film is it's like back like a, a million years ago. And, um, is it a sequel to Breaking Bad? Oh is that, the, is that the twist of Power Rangers? No, he's playing this like he's all in like heavy makeup and he's like um, speaking some like other language. Um, but he's like the subtitles is like, oh, you'll never get away with this, reader. But he's like, reader. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was funny. And then um, and then you just it, it's just stupid. But that's one. That's one of those like, oh my god! One of the characters is that like, was a huge thing before, and one of the characters is, is a lesbian. Like, so But it's literally like um, a character. The, the the only reference to it in the film is someone's like, oh, are you okay? Was it boy problems? And then she, they're like, girl problems. And then she just like doesn't respond. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. Confirmed. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Illuminati confirmed. <laughs> I mean, maybe they'll go into it more in the sequel, which um, will not happen. <laughs> Um, no, it has a sequel oh. tease at the end of it. Spoilers for Power Rangers. Um, there's a post-credit scene that, like, Gosh. someone's like, Tommy, which is the Green Ranger or something like that. Um, all right, film came White out. Ranger. 30th of March. Boom. Beauty and the Beast. Jeremy, go. I'm oh, sure you've got man. A Beauty and the Beast, I have to say, this is my this is my most non-disappointing film compared to what I thought it was going to be. Oh, I actually oh, went okay. into... I don't know if you remember me. You probably didn't. You probably didn't erase it from me. your mind. I'm Jeremy. But, hello, I'm Jeremy. Um... <laughs> I was a I, yeah, massive hater on Emma Watson's singing um, and was just like, this is going to be really disappointing. It's just, you know, what's the point of doing Beauty and the Beast as a live action? Um, I went into it and I think having those lower expectations really helped me to have a great time, which is nice. Um, and I just absolutely loved it. It was magic. And yes, her singing is not as good, but it wasn't as distractingly noticeable that she was auto-tuned as I thought it was going to be. Um, and I just, I thought the casting was really great. I really loved what they did with the village. I thought all of that was really cool. And the Beast's design wasn't as bad in the whole movie as I thought it was going to be. And the new songs were pleasant. You know, I liked the new song. Oh, the new song I thought was Which one? The, um, and I know she'll never yeah, yeah, even more. Even more yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be interesting to see if that's nominated for an Oscar because I'd love to see... that's the only reason they've made that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to see... Well, they actually had two new songs um, and because they had the one in Paris, you know, the, the song oh, that... Yeah. Um, Kevin Klein sings um, about the mother. Um, and then they also had um, the aria sung by Audra, Audra <coughs> McDonald, um, who was the wardrobe. 
um, at the beginning. Oh, yeah. da, 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 da. Anyway, um, I would love to see Josh Groban sing live at the Oscars. Yeah. But yes, but yeah, Beauty and the Beast was a great movie. I won't probably watch it again, but it was really good. Mm. Yeah, it was one of those things it. that like it's it's fun as it's like a fun novelty of seeing an animated thing in mm. real life. And but I wonder how much like if you'd never seen or heard of the Be- of Beauty and the Beast, mm. how how you would view it. Would it be a great movie? Yeah, on its and own. also did Josh Gad's character being gay ruin it for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> did you notice at all? Who yeah. would win in a fight between Josh Gad's character being gay and the gay character <laughs> from Power Rangers? Yeah, I think I do. I'm interested though in the fact that, like, obviously they in the in the original film, like, because I went back and watched the animated film, and it's just um, the difference between Josh Gad's character, like, actually being attracted to Gaston and being almost like in love with him, but also in awe of him in this one versus the original LeFou who was just kind of like so like I've hitched my wagon to this guy because he's way stronger than me and I'll never be able to make it in society so it's like you know how like bullies collect around them yeah, you yeah. know just people who are too scared of operating on their own so they like yeah. will hitch their wagon to a bully it's like I think changing the dynamic of LeFou and Gaston from being like that recognisable thing to oh of course he's gay because that's the only reason anyone would follow this guy around mm-hmm. it was different um, and yeah. I think it probably but- invites a reading of the original LeFou that I don't think is legit but that's fine yeah it's interesting because it's, it's a similar sort of thing to what happened with Star Trek Beyond when um, they made uh, Sulu gay oh, yeah, in, yeah. in reference to um, George, George, Takai. George Takai and then George Takai was like he doesn't that's stupid to I don't want him to be gay and, yeah. they were, and then and then some people was like well you're wrong <laughs> um, <laughs> which I thought was quite funny like I mean yeah, this guy he would have like idolized Josh Takai, mm. but um, he, yeah, like it's like I get that because Josh Takai was like, oh, you know, Gene Roddenberry's vision wasn't to have Sulu gay, and then um, his Simon Pegg was like, no, Gene Roddenberry would have been proud because it's about like mm, diversity, diversity and, and, yeah. and that's what Star Trek always was. Uh, so, but I do kind of side with Simon Pegg, and it's like it's a reboot; you can do whatever you want with the characters. But mm. um, similar kind of thing is that like. This weird back and forth of them being like, yeah, a character's gay in this. And then Josh Gad's like, I didn't know he was gay. I didn't play him as gay. Hmm. And then, and then, and then he ended up getting banned in Russia because of... Or Malaysia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. of having and a then, homosexual and, character. And, li- like, and literally all that happens at the end is like, he gets sort of thrown into dancing with a guy. And the guy's like, hey. And he's like, hey. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And there you go. And, and I, I just, I'm like, I thought it was really interesting how they obviously made a call in the last like three weeks in the marketing department to be like, yes, let's go big on this. And then it's like, actually, and that's the most disappointing thing I think for sort I'll of the gay community is, no, 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 <laughs> is, is that they're like, Oh, we've got representation in this film. And then they go along and they're like, um, no, you're like just last week I had this in power Rangers and now I've got this. <laughs> um, I was, I was pretty unmoved by beauty and the beast. Both you guys told me that you really liked it. Mm. And I went to it. That's interesting. Cause I don't, like now I'm like yeah, whatever yeah, but yeah. like at the time I probably didn't enjoy it. Um, I thought it was fine I'm not I'm, I don't remember, really remember the animated film too much I haven't seen it recently um, but what it, what it was more for me was like yeah it's cool to see this in real life and I'll go see Aladdin because I'm interested I like mm. Aladdin but it's still like is this the next thing like, well, and, this, and this is the thing though it's like I feel like we all have a duty to go see these movies. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah. I don't want to actually f- go see these movies because I'm like, oh, well, I like the original. Now I need yeah. to see what the difference is. Uh, it's mm. it's a it's a really crap way of getting people to come yeah, go to the yeah. movies. It's a, it's a, and the thing is, 
it's cynically really smart because I am going to go see it. Mm. But it's just not a good way of making well, movies. And, and that's what I'm saying. Is this the next next yeah. big thing in, well, in it's movies? Star Wars. You know, yeah. like you're going to go see every Star Wars movie because it's Star Wars. I, I And after this one, after, I mean, you know, spoilers for later on in this conversation. But after this Star Wars movie, I was just like, I wonder when it's going to be like, like, I didn't go see the Justice. I didn't go see Justice League this year. Yeah. I didn't because I was just like, you know what? I just can't be bothered. And I've seen every other DC and Marvel movie, mm-hmm. um, but I'm like, I wonder when when it's when the first Star Wars movie is gonna like when it's gonna be the first Star Wars movie that I just go, mm, you know what, not for me this time. Yeah, like it's interesting, and that kind of harkens back to the conversation I was saying, saying earlier about um, AJ always being sad. Um, is that <laughs> like that I can like I, I feel like I am actually I tend to be quite optimistic about movies, which is I wouldn't think I would be. I, I, I'd like. Mm. I would consider myself quite a cynic. It's just you but, want movies to be good. Yeah, and, and so like I can go to some... <laughs> For those listening on the podcast, AJ sat down and his... His suspenders erupted from behind erupted him. Erupted from his butt. Um, yeah, but something like Beauty and the Beast, I can go to. I, like Looking back, I'm like, yeah, there's nothing particularly incredible about it. But at the time, I was able to lose myself in it was magic. a, a magical movie yeah. for an hour and a half. The set design was amazing. Yeah. Like, that's and how- like I can you know like it's again it's that like I don't know that I'd necessarily recommend it to people because it has its flaws but it's like yeah I was able to enjoy it for an hour and a half so mm. um, Scott says hey AJ nice hat brah shout out to the tiger in the top right over there or there's a lot of tigers in this room isn't it Tiger, yeah. but um, so Beauty and the Beast not anyone's most disappointing film no but I'm disappointed that um, these are getting made. These are getting made. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next one, I think you saw this one. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, I saw it. You, Jeremy? Disappointing? Um, they won't. I'm not going to write spoilers. Not going to be spoilers for this. Disappointing in the sense that it wasn't um, a surprise. It wasn't surprisingly good. Not my disappointment. Most disappointing. Um, I barely remember it. The the main thing I, I remember thinking was that it ends at what feels like is the end of the second act and needed another another mm. maybe 40 minutes to really like amp it up well i've ne- I, like i hear 40 minutes thrown around between about movies a lot it's never that it needs 40 minutes more mm. like, it needs to be a more disciplined movie all the yeah, way through yeah, yeah I've, I've, like 40 minutes is a good amount of time to like cut out of something like the other movie which we haven't discussed yet yeah but um yeah that's interesting okay ghost in the shell not disappointing all right the 30th of march which i think we got end of march yeah <laughs> we're about a third of the way through um <laughs> lego batman i wasn't disappointed by it yeah you it was, see it? it's fine yeah i yeah. loved it i thought yeah. it was great yeah i didn't think i mean it wasn't as good as the lego movie but that's because the lego movie was as good as it was yeah. yeah yeah i think it's there's a funny thing with the lego batman, batman movie that like reading reviews of it everyone's like oh it, it doesn't like the second half isn't, isn't very good mm. but it's like the your complaint is that the first half hour is so good that the rest of the movie just doesn't live up to it. Yeah. Mm. That, that movie starts so strong. This is often the case, though, with really creative attempts at doing superhero or, like, movies that are like kids' movies, is that there's sort of room in the beginning to explore characters, and you're like, oh, this is really funny, they get to do all these cool jokes, but then at a certain point, every superhero movie needs to become about defeating the bad guy, and yeah. it's like, whenever, those, whenever these movies, like, slip into the, the push to the end of like hey we now need to turn around and just focus on the battle 
then you're like, oh gosh, this is just turning into every other superhero movie. But if it didn't do that, it wouldn't be a superhero movie. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm not disappointed. It yeah. wasn't because, it, and the thing is with the Lego movie is that it wasn't really about defeating the superhero. It was actually about was figuring like, out what this world is. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like what is this world? What is it about? And why? And so it didn't need to, but because it's a Batman movie, it had to sw- um, switch into the battle. Yeah, but then I, I, I really like what they did. That uh, spoilers for the Lego Batman movie is that it didn't become. It, ended being a lego movie more than a batman movie yeah yeah and like bringing in all the other properties i think was a great idea yeah i didn't like how they they got rid of all bad at the end though like all the bad guys were like yeah, oh we'll yeah, join in as well but, yeah. and, but that's 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 playing that's with just, lego and also yeah exactly yeah, and exactly. this is this is also i'm a 30 you know in my 30s i'm not a child and kids would love that and i did not so yeah again I, that's the like that's that thing of like uh, i just have to be like yeah this is a kid's movie yeah um Smurfs The Lost Village, April 6th. Nope. Uh, most disappointing of the year, probably. Do you want me to write that down? No, nah, I don't know if I remember it. Um, all right, Fate of the Furious, April 12th. Ha! Yes! You, are we going to talk about this? I fucking love this movie, man. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. We want right. to talk about it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just, honestly, and I, I said this in our most anticipated films podcast, but the, the, the Furious franchise is just this weird thing where I just don't care how ridiculous it is. In fact, the fact that it's so ridiculous and... You know, the more ridiculous it gets, the more enjoyable it is, and I just, I just love it. I just can't get enough of it. And like when they, had, by all accounts, this one was pretty bad. Oh, it was terrible. But it was, but like was, even, even for people that like them, right? Yeah, I, I, I just loved it. I mean, honestly, Jason Statham, and the really cool thing about it, the thing that I like, going into it with an understanding of the drama that's going around with the, with the in the cast, yeah. makes it almost more enjoyable. Oh my because, gosh. because you see, yeah. like it is, because basically right at the beginning of the movie, the, the the movie begins with this little short film about Vin Diesel's character in Cuba, mm-hmm. right? and it's like establishing Vin Diesel as like the man who like does the street race and like this clapped out old V-dub against this souped up hot rod just so that he can like defeat the like bad guy of Cuba and like help the un- the struggling underdog and like he gets this little short film which you can tell that he insisted on having for his character so that he could technically be the main character in the movie because the rest of the movie is essentially how The Rock is just the man mm-hmm. because what they do is that then <laughs> Vin Diesel becomes essentially the bad guy right with yeah. Charlize Theron and he's gone basically and the rest of the team is left without Vin Diesel the rest it was, of the family yeah I can't yeah, believe he betrayed his family yeah 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 um, the rest of the family um, and, <laughs> the and family he betrayed his family <laughs> he betrayed his family for his family but um but the thing is that obviously he was really the, the writers were aware of the fact that they could not have Vin Diesel and The Rock in the same scene like literally they are not together in the same scene ever in that movie no. um, and like all they do they do all their communication over like radios there's one scene where they're supposed to be like within a few metres of each other but like The Rock is in a in a truck and Vin Diesel is at the back of the truck and he's yell- they're yelling at each other and that's all and then at the, ver- at the very end when they have this celebratory like family meal they're ostensibly on the same rooftop mm. like having a meal together but like Vin Diesel is over at the ledge and The Rock is talking to someone else and you're like this is amazing that they've managed wow. to make this whole movie with the two of them in it never once <laughs> really talking to each other at all and it's just I, I love it that's an interesting perspective I've never heard yeah, yeah. hey um, Dylan Rutland says one sentence summary for each of you. Go. I don't know if he's talking about the movies we're talking about or our like lives. Our, us as a person. <laughs> Hi, I'm AJ. Um, hey, I like Dylan's movies. Dylan's a friend of mine. <laughs> oh, there you go. Um, Do you want to clarify, Dylan, like what you want a summary of? 
Just the year? Yeah, yeah. What do you want? The um, year? Yeah. also referring to Vin Diesel and The Rock says, are they too big to fit on camera together? <laughs> that's a good one. Well, that's the thing. Vin Diesel isn't. Like, Vin no. Diesel is actually still human-sized, whereas The Rock seems to grow. The like, is like another, like, I was, four inches all around his diameter. I was listening to a review on Triple X, going back to Triple X for a second. Um, and, the, and No, no. They were saying, like, Triple X in that movie, Xander Cage in that movie, is treated like he's a hot guy. And they're oh. like, is Vin Diesel attractive? No. <laughs> like, does he have that? Does he? Is he the guy who makes women like stutter when they speak to him? Oh man! The, the other really <laughs> interesting thing yeah, about Fate of the Furious <laughs> is that um, the other thing about Fate of the Furious is that now there's going to be this Rock and um, Jason and Jason Statham spinoff, yeah. which, to be honest is going to be so good and yeah. the, and like Vin Diesel and Tyrese Gibson and stuff like that are just like no you oh can't ruin gosh. the family Vin, like, Vin oh. Diesel's been professional about it yeah, Tyrese yeah. Gibson should be fired from those 100% movies. yeah yeah what what does he think he's doing a little, little background for you. okay so he's Tyrese Gibson Tyrese Gibson um feels that by um The Rock agreeing to being in a spin-off film and Jason Statham agreeing to be in a spin-off film they are pushing back the release date of the next Fast and Furious which movie. well he was like if you agree to do the spin-off it's going to push back we've announced this release date Fast and Furious fans like get excited for these films you're going to you're ruining the fans experience um if you do it and all this stuff yeah. yeah yeah and so basically he released this massive toy tirade that's like the thoughts of a madman <laughs> like yeah, it's yeah, just, yeah. It's just and this- all it is and it's just so transparently jealousy yeah, like yeah, he's yeah, just yeah. jealous that because, he's not because the rock the really came cool in stuff. later on and tyrus has been since the yeah, first yeah. one and he's like if if you do this spinoff i'm not going to be in them anymore how deluded do you have to be to think you're more it's bankable than dwayne johnson off your nose to spite your face eh? like yeah. it's just it's it, he should be fired from the series and i'm surprised he doesn't have a agent who was like what the hell are you doing do any of us think that he is not immediately replaceable with chris tucker I don't like, know, even could, know who Tyrese Gibson is. You could replace is. Tyrese Gibson oh, in two. <laughs> you could replace him with like Ryan Gosling. Okay, like, yeah. you know, you can now replace him with- Now it's not racist because we're whitewashing the character. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you can replace Tyrese Gibson's character. All he does is just go like, oh, I don't want to do that. Like, that's all he does yeah, in that The other rocks just, yeah. I don't, yeah, they, I don't see how you can think that you can tell I know about wrong. Tyrese Gibson because of this. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. because he's a- But, um, but so the rock did do- um, did, get officially attached to the spin-off and it delayed the release of the next Fast and Furious movie. Tyrese is furious. Yeah. And, but he's uh, not fast. No, because he's delayed. All right. All right. Um, next one that came out, well, I think would appear on a lot of people's disappoint, most disappointing lists of the year, but not mine. Right. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah, that's my most disappointing film of the year. Right. Hold on, just let me write it down. <laughs> How many L's does Galaxy have? One. Uh, one. Yeah. Oh, this is not going to fit on the screen. It's not. It's spoiler go, alert. It didn't fit on the screen. All right. So, um, you're going to go see volume two. All right. Why was it most disappointing for you? I just, like, the problem was there was nothing new added to what was offered in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't okay. feel like, and it was, sorry, there were some new things added. That's None of them were as strong as anything that was in the first That's one. Five post credit scenes. <laughs> That's one of the problems. Is it? It's just like, just like more of the cool stuff from the first one will make the second one better. I thought Kurt Russell's character was unbelievable. Um, like yeah, he was unbelievable, truly unbelievable. So good. I thought he was amazing. Um, I and the like, just the whole conceit of the girl who could like you know make people feel a certain Mantis. way. And I just, I don't know. Like I, 
I legitimately can only remember when I think about that movie, all I can think of is two scenes. I just see where the characters were sitting in those two scenes. I can't even. The blocking was just horrendous. No, no, but like, it's just so immediately forgettable. What is this? The fate of the furious? (laughs) Compared to how memorable and awesome the first one and how you just came out of it being like, that was so different and cool. And then the second one, you're like, ah, okay. I, I really liked it. I think it was like. And, and like despite and, and I've, I've said complaints about this before but the fact that the threat is oh my god they're going to destroy the universe and it's like oh, obviously they're not going to but the the stakes did somehow feel a little bit smaller because it was a family story and like it was one of those things that it got into like like an hour into the film you're like there isn't a villain yet <laughs> and it was like the, it, it was just like obviously it was going to end up being Kurt Russell's spoilers for the guy in the guy's film I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Um, but and so Kurt Russell ends up being the villain but it's like it just it was this nice like small story for me and like going on the on the road to Infinity War like, I think it was quite nice to have that little sort of um, just like nice film and then later like, later on Spider-Man Homecoming was just a nice film I yeah um, this is I've been on record saying I'm not a big fan of Guardians 1 um, to me the fact and I, I'm sure I've said this before on, on the podcast I think you said it the first one yeah yeah, yeah. like the fact that um, that movie is about we've got to get Object X before the bad guys because Object X can save the world is like you're, you're post Avengers Marvel you can't be making movies about this anymore mm. you can't keep making movies about a, object a, a, an Object X yeah and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 wasn't about that it was about a much more complex idea maybe it wasn't as charming as the like the, the great thing about Guardians of the Galaxy the first one is you're like all these characters are great all these characters are, are awesome and hilarious. Yeah, they and did flanderize a lot of the characters yeah, for the yeah. sake of jokes. Yeah, and I get that, but for me, looking at it as as a as a guy who you know looks at story a lot, a lot more than any, any other aspect of filmmaking, I, I actually came out of that writing like I wrote in my review, like this is objectively better than the first one. Like it's just a more and interesting story. The, you're the only person that thinks that. I know, and that's fine. I'm not I'm not like super defensive about Guardians um, of the Galaxy. But, but I remember um, walking out of that film, and there was a, a couple of guys. Talking. <laughs> and one of them was like oh bro Drax owned that movie eh? and he's like oh I don't know about if he like owned it but like definitely owned the punchlines <laughs> wow. I, was like, I did how, enjoy Drax normies talk about films <laughs> normies um, yeah Drax I think was one of those like they just kind of ruined the character to the sake of making him the funny one mm. and it kind of it kind of did I can't really remember but I, I think it kind of did that thing of not, like the, the worst um the worst offender of it is Age of Ultron is that like just make every character the funny one like in, in Age of Ultron every character is the quippy one yeah which and is it's some problem with Justice League as we'll discuss which was also directed in part well I'll just throw out all my notes because we're not um, we're just jumping straight to Justice League <laughs> um, yeah it's going to go with volume 2 surprisingly pretty good for me um, now a film I only watched two days ago in preparation for this podcast Three days ago. Um, get out. Oh, okay. Now, we'll have to do this one spoiler-free anyway, because Jeremy hasn't seen it. Yeah. 
Um, I thought he would have, so which is why I watched. I know. I really, I have wanted to watch this all year. Yeah, why did I call you, Richard? It is um, <laughs> one of the best films of the year. No, no, no yep, two ways I don't think, think anyone's questioning that. Yeah. Um, no, Get Out is is it's just it's like exactly what it needs to be. It's it's a bit crazier than maybe I was expecting, but as long as you just go, yeah, I'm on board. Is it basically like Stepford Wives, but for instead of sexism for racism? Yeah. Right, that's pretty good way of putting yeah, it. Cool. Yeah, it's it's really good, and it's like, in the least condescending way possible, it's like, it's cool that, like, African American black people have this film that they can like see themselves in and and get this representation because we have it for every other film. Yeah, so it's like it's cool that now they have this. It's yeah. like what I said about Moonlight, but obviously it didn't wasn't as alienating to you as Moonlight was to me. Yeah, not yeah, that no. it was alienating. It just wasn't. Well, I think it was um, other. I was talking about this this the other day. Is that like um, get? I watched interviews with Jordan Peele and stuff like that, and he said one of the things that he loves about Get Out is that like white people watch it and go, "Oh my god, I've said that." They go, "Oh yeah," because it's it's not. Yeah, it's an interesting take yeah. on racism because there's, a, there's a, a scene at the party where at like a party at this house where everyone's talking to um, Chris, who's the main character, who's a he's, he's a black guy whose girlfriend is white, and he's at the mm. white people party, um, and they they're basically like it, it does a montage of all the conversations, like all the small talk he's having with all these old white people, and it always ends up being about golf or how, <laughs> the, how they actually really like certain black artists and like yeah, and like, like is the sex better yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> So yeah. All right. Um, but this is a podcast about disappointing films. So let's move past that. Alien Covenant. You oh, saw, this, you guys saw this was actually one of my most disappointing of the year. Right, We're yeah. going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, sure. Did you guys see it? No. So I really loved Prometheus, and I think I, was, I, I see this. I was like the only. How do you spell Covenant? C O V E N A N T A N T. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think Prometheus. For I recognise its flaws. Um. I recognize its flaws and I, you know, it's beautiful. It's really, really, and it's beautifully made. And it was really, it was interesting. Like Prometheus, mm-hmm. I thought offered some really interesting things. And I was really excited to see Alien Covenant because again, I was excited about the set design. It was filmed in Milford Sound, the first film that's ever been filmed in Milford Sound um, in New Zealand, which, and they did this massive explosion, which was apparently one of those situations where they, you know, better to ask for forgiveness than permission. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, um, and so it was, again, stunningly beautiful, but they set up a whole bunch of really interesting stuff at the end of Prometheus, which I was like, and and then at the end of Prometheus, um, David uh, was like, I, you know, we're going to go and find out what the engineers were doing um, when they were sent out this whole thing, blah, 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 blah. And then they just undercut. And you, cause I went into Covenant being like, I, you know, they're going to tell us all these things. We're going to find out all this stuff. And then it was just like, no, forget about that. You know, David just destroys all of them. Like, and do you think there was an eradication of like, oh man, people hated Prometheus. We we want to take the best elements of it and do our own. I mean, and and the thing is, the whole idea was that because these were prequel films, you, they wanted they instead of exploring more of the engineer backstory, they were like, let's just get straight to how the aliens from Alien were made. Because essentially, like it turns out that David the wrote the android um, ends up basically genetically engineering the aliens from mm-hmm. alien as the perfect killing machine. Like he goes through this, he he's, he's like, on I'm, paper, that's a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. But, but 
but again it's this difference between what you're expecting from the film and what it actually ended up delivering right. and i thought that would be the plot line of the third movie right which you know i think as a trilogy that would have been interesting because but then i think basically they just got scared about what was going on with numi rapace's character who i thought was fantastic like elizabeth whatever i think her name was elizabeth um but then she's not even in this movie it turns out that david killed her on the way to <laughs> You know, uh, uh, in, in between the movies, David's killed her, and then when he arrives, he just like rains down the spores of the alien um, on this planet with all the engineers, and like all of them just get wiped out, and he's the only one left on on the thing because he's a he's not flesh and blood, so they don't want to kill him. Mm. Um, so I mean, again, I think I'm saying this in a way that makes it sounds like it's an interesting movie, yeah. but just the way it, the <laughs> yeah, way I'm like, see yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. It just it just didn't it was weirdly paced um characters did stupid things like you know like they right. you know when when you know hey if you've got it's, it's literally like a like stranger things two spoilers but it's like when, <laughs> <laughs> but like it's it's like when um when um what's his name from stranger things finds the alien slug and he's like i want to grow this you yeah. know and 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 he hides it from everyone you're like why are you doing that you've literally spent an entire season running away from these things mm. and you find an alien being and you want to grow it in your room like yeah. it's just characters who do stupid stuff like that right, yeah. that happens in alien covenant too many times and you're like yeah no, I, alien covenant's one of those films that like i heard the word disappointed thrown around the most like not bad just like oh it's just i wanted it to be good and it wasn't um, but moving right along, another film um, I skipped over. But um, did you see a film called Colossal, Jeremy? No. Uh, um, check it out. Oh, Colossal, I would recommend. It's a um, it, if you watch the trailer, you're like this looks hilarious, but it's actually a really dark drama about oh, domestic abuse. That. That's good. Um, but check out Colossal. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean Five, Demon Tiny Tales. Oh, this is going to be a wild ride out. But this is my most disappointing film of 2000. How can you be disappointed by this? Part of the. Care, care. Surely you can just do POTC. POTC five D M T N T. Dead T N T. Yeah. Men tell no tales. Oh, that is too big for the screen. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. Start talking about it. Um. No. Look, I'm not. I'm not an idiot. I know that Pirates of the Caribbean um isn't <laughs> isn't like. <laughs> It's a big claim, AJ. It's not. It's not. It's the you know all but the first one are pretty bad. But basically, I'm just like it shouldn't be hard to make a good Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Well, it wasn't hard. They made one. And they it made was really one. Good. But it shouldn't be hard to make sequels. Shouldn't be hard to make sequels really? that, that usurp the first one. Because it's just it's that what they got too tied down with with Pirates of the Caribbean it's is. It's not Jack Sparrow, although he does, he is best as like playing off people and not being the hero. Mm. What what they've got there is like what they got wrong is that they made two and three connected like you have to watch two to understand three mm-hmm. yeah. and then the fourth one just came out of nowhere everyone forgot about it and then the fifth one like they so clearly aren't trying with it so you think it should be more episodic rather than chronological you should think Indiana Jones yeah yeah, yeah. like that any, or they should all be their own adventures you should be able to watch three before two yeah and not change your experience in yeah. my opinion they wanted to make it a trilogy rather than episodes yeah. but it's and not then a trilogy it's, it's, it's one and then a two-parter yeah 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 exactly um yeah it doesn't feel like a trilogy oh i guess barbosa comes back at the end of two barbosa. but but i just and it's no and part of the shit. reason why this movie didn't work is because it should have worked 10 years ago mm. and it didn't then and so they, they keep trying to reheat up this movie mm. and i don't know i you know i saw javier bardem attached i was like maybe there's hope maybe there's hope that this i felt like that about another movie this year 
<laughs> maybe there's this hope that this will that this will like a new hope even. <laughs> I don't know, and and I you know obviously. I, I looking at it. Um, I, I wasn't excited. I didn't think it was gonna be good, despite the fact that it was my most disappointing. I was most disappointed about it before it even came out. <laughs> before, like, I'm not like, mad Disney. I'm just disappointed. Like, and Johnny yeah. Depp is is just go away, Johnny Depp. Yeah. Like, you don't care anymore. Isn't it amazing how hot he was like <laughs> ten years ago when Jack Sparrow was happening? Yeah, and just how like no one wants to hear from him anymore at all. Like, he, he even plays, b- even before the stuff about Amber Heard came out, everyone was just like, oh, just no, yeah. He no plays more. he basically plays Jack Sparrow like he's performing to a bunch of Make a Wish Foundation kids. <laughs> like, you know how he did that. That, how he appeared in character that's what this feels like it feels yeah, yeah. like he was like oh this is how to play jack sparrow he's doing, just do he's, doing he's not doing jack sparrow anymore he's doing a performance of jack yeah sparrow. right yeah because it's become such a caricature and because he's too old yeah he's too old to do him jack sparrow would have died by now <laughs> terrible film painfully unfunny film right they yeah. make so many jokes in it that you're like <sighs> like at one point they refer to a Oh, what's someone who there's there's like a word. This is, I shouldn't have brought this up because I can't remember the word. But it means someone who like studies herbs and a horticulturist. Oh, horticulturalist. Okay. Horticulturalist, and they they what is horticulture? Horticulture is plants, right? Plants, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just and, herbs. Though. And yeah. I think it's horticulture, and they all laugh because it's got the word whore in it. Like that's oh the kind of stuff you're dealing with oh, in wow. this movie. Um, all right. Well, on to one of my most disappointing films of the year. Uh, my second most disappointing film, Baywatch. Um, uh, yeah. Did you see it? No, I haven't. And that's why I, I was so disappointed in it. I didn't see it. Yeah, Baywatch was like... <laughs> it was one that I was like, yeah, sweet. This should be amazing. This should be... You got the, the Rock, Zac Efron, and like a fat guy mm-hmm. for the for the comedy. Um, but like... <laughs> We're great. <laughs> but like... Um, yeah, it's just... It was it was just boring. It's mm. just a boring film. And then The Rock's like... Critics love it. Like, critics hate it, but the fans love it. It's like, no. Nah, it's, it's just like... Even if you like try and meet it on its own terms it's, it's actually just boring mm. and yeah. that, that to me that was the most offensive thing it could be yeah I've, like if it was just not funny it's like oh i can you know turn off my brain and laugh at some of these jokes but it's just like it's just slow and just i have know. a friend who is my barometer for the rock films because yeah. he's the biggest rock fan like anything the rock does he's like oh, it's so good yeah and um and even he was like oh it just it just wasn't and i was like well if you don't like it i am not gonna pay yeah. that money <laughs> like it could have been amazing and uh, like 21 Jump Street if, like- if Kevin Hart had been in the place where Zac Efron was probably because yeah, Kevin Hart and The Rock man there's something about them <laughs> they're just so good together um, they are the new Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker alright on next up same day as Baywatch um, I don't know I'd love to see one of the people who went to go see Baywatch instead but Wonder Woman um, came out 1st of June probably yeah one of the biggest surprises of the year I think in terms of quality i loved it it's yeah. probably one of my top five superhero films yeah and it's from incredible. dc who i want to fail just to see what's going to happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> i i i thought it, i really enjoyed it it was a good movie i don't see why everyone was like oh my god i think it's like, no one expected it to be good well i expected it to be good like well, i and like the wrong. number of <laughs> like I, I fully expected that you know you have a female director who's you know pretty has a pretty good reputation you have gal gadot Godot, Godot. I think you actually do pronounce yeah, it. Godot. Godot, mm. yeah. Um, and, you know, there was enough, you know, pressure to make this good because it was the first one that was, you know, that I expected there to be at least a well-made movie. And it was. It was a well-made movie. But 
I just think for the first female-led superhero movie, it followed exactly the same lines as any superhero origin story. And you know, that's good. I guess that's good. Like, it, you know, if, if you want it to fit within the pantheon of, of superhero movies, it was a very good one. But mm-hmm. I just thought people reacted to it like it was an entirely new breed of superhero movie. And I'm like, it's I, Okay, not. I don't think it is a new breed of superhero movie, but I think there... And I'm going to sound like such a, um elitist, like, chauvinistic asshole saying this, but... There, be what you are. There, there's a... The way that movie treats Wonder Woman as a character is very clearly from someone who is a woman, like the, the right. in a yeah, good yeah. way, in a, in a wonderful way. Yeah, like, yeah. like there's a. I watched a video essay on um, the sexy born yesterday trope. Like Lilu from the Fifth Element, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. she was born yesterday, but she's still like the sexualized love interest, even though she's a she's a baby you know yeah, yeah. and wonder woman could have easily like she finds chris pine they go to the real world she's wide-eyed she, and innocent yeah, she's wide, and, but the, yeah. there's that scene there's that awesome scene on the boat where he's like talk he, he like somehow they get talking about sex no no she's, she, she's like oh why don't you come sleep with me and he's yeah. like oh no i don't sleep with you like yeah, yeah she's like why not and he's like and it's this awkward like back and forth but when she's like i know what sex is yeah great good like yeah, 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 yeah. don't make this character completely She's worldwide and she doesn't need mm. she doesn't need help yes in way in, to defend herself against people who might take advantage she's not of an it. idiot and that informs the actual love story that yep. does take place which is actually in my opinion one of the best love stories we've seen in a superhero that, film. i mean that is absolutely true yeah yeah, yeah. and like the um yeah it, it, like even just all the like the funny stuff like when she first sees him naked in the pool she's like oh are you a like average human male yeah and he's yeah. like oh, above average um but it's like imagine be- like chris pine being your like reference for the entire <laughs> human race <laughs> you'd be so disappointed what i did like about it and this is i mean this is where i just go like oh it wasn't all that and then i'm like yes all these things were great but what i did like about it was that she it wasn't this it wasn't a false form of female empowerment she you know she goes into english society and she does actually she's in edwardian i think england she does actually have to change her clothes to be not shocking in that society mm. and she doesn't wear the froofy frilly thing but she does still wear like you know clothes that would be appropriate for a woman in that era like they don't try to retcon society's you know acceptance mm. just to match our current day Ex- yeah. ideas of what's acceptable in society and i thought that was a good move for the film in the same way that that whole you know conversation about sex yeah, was. I it think was realistic it's another thing about talking about how it's it's good that it's done by a woman is that like so often strong female characters are mm-hmm. just men with that are played by a woman yeah, yeah exactly and like people are like oh my god what a great character it's like the fact that they're a woman isn't important mm. and whereas like wonder woman uses her femininity and uses the fact that she's a woman to it's not a male form of strength. It's a yeah. female form of strength. Yeah, like, like really the great. fact that she's a woman is important to the character and she's strong, like, sometimes in, like, in spite of her femininity, sometimes because of it, like, it informs it, and mm. like, really well. Whereas, like, there's a, like, in Elysium, Jodie Foster's character was a male character and they just got Jodie Foster to play her. Mm. And it's like, yeah, you just get this weird sort of yeah. character. Yeah, so, like, 
to me, a strong female character should use the fact that they're a woman. And it, the, I think the per- it was really interesting that we had such a perfect parallel of what happens when you get women directing films about women and men is the direct comparison between the costumes of the women on the island. It's an island? The name uh, of the th- island? Themyscira. Themyscira. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The women of Themyscira in Themyscira. like the, oh. their costumes in Wonder Woman versus their costumes in Justice yeah. League. And their costumes in Wonder <laughs> they Woman should have were talked still, about that. Like, still beautiful. Like the costumes yeah. were really beautiful, but they were practical. They actually looked like armor and all this sort of stuff. And the costumes in uh, Justice League looked similar. Like they had similar designs, but they were literally like a bra and like bikini bottoms with a skirt. And you're like, oh, that's what happens when men try to create badass woman warriors versus when a woman creates a badass woman warrior. Mm. And I actually find that one more compelling. Like yeah. I really do. Um, next. Mm-hmm. The uh, another cinematic universe tripped and fell before it could even start. The mummy. The mummy. <laughs> I didn't see it. Did didn't see you? it. No. I saw it. I wasn't that disappointed by it, but it is what it is. Okay. No comment. And moving on. To the, I guess <laughs> I thought it would be one of your most disappointing of the year. No. You hated it though, didn't you? No. Ah, okay. It's fine. Um, Cars three. I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's best cars movie, maybe. Yeah, it's like it's this weird thing where it does this the same thing that like Winter Soldier um, does is that it presumes you like the first one more. <laughs> like the Winter Soldier is all about like, oh my god, remember like how tight Bucky and Cap were, and you're like, which one's Bucky again? <laughs> um, but like cars. Cars three does smartly and ignores Cars two. Yeah. Like, would have been cool if they 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 could they should have just called it like Cars and then a subtitle. So it's like you can have Cars and then Cars subtitle mm-hmm. rather than Cars one, Cars two, Cars three. But like Cars three is all about how much Lightning McQueen looked up to Doc Hudson, right? And because he's just in the second one, he just died when they made the uh, Paul Newman just died when they made the second one, and they were like, we'll just ignore him. And then this one's all about him dealing right. with the loss of his mentor, mm-hmm. and it presumes that you. Loved the first card and got invested in that, and it's like it is a it is a good movie for it. it's 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 essentially Rocky Four, mm. um, but yeah, I, I thought it was really good. It's a real good short before it as well. Good short yeah, from yeah. Lou. Mm. Um, next film was Transformers Five: The Last Night. I feel like we've we've talked enough yeah. on this. Jeremy, you haven't seen it. I've I haven't seen any since the second one. No, the third one. Yeah, I will for, not see it. For AJ and I's opinion, just go check out yeah. our Transformers podcast. We watched that one and discussed it at length for about an hour. I wasn't disappointed, but it's not very good. I saw I saw yeah. the trailer, the weird feminist trailer that they made about like the little girl. Do you see this one? The yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're like, like yeah, I fight like girl. a girl, don't you? And I was just like, this is weird. It's like, it's it's like, I, I expect there to be a product advertised at the end of it. Like, you yeah, know, like, yeah, I was this product was empowers well. me. And I was just like, why it's is this happening? Fun. That character, worst part of the film. <laughs> she is this like, uh, and I, this is going to sound real weird, but this like, this really like sexualized 12 year old. Um, like every shot of her is like of her chest or her butt. Oh gosh, Like no, running no and covered in sweat. And then, and she's in it for like the first fifteen minutes, and she disappears until the last <laughs> no. ten minutes. It's a, it's a horrendous movie. Um, Despicable Me three, none of us saw, did we? No. All right, we'll skip right past that one. Um, Spider Man Homecoming. That was one of your most anticipated of the year, AJ. Yep. Jeremy, you like? I it? really loved it. Yeah, I thought yeah. it was really good. Um, it's the you know, Marvel has their their villain problem that a lot of people complain about. If you get spoilers up now. Yep. Um, oh, yep. Yeah. Whereas. Um, 
I thought Michael Keaton, the vulture is kind of a generic Marvel villain, mm. but Michael Keaton as, oh. his, as his girlfriend's dad totally. is the best Marvel villain. And and this is where, this is, and the thing that I loved about this was it got back to the heart of what makes a good comic book thing is that where the villains and the heroes exist in the same place they mm. exist in the same neighborhood there's a personal relationship and the the duality of your civilian life and your superhero life intermingling with the civilian and villain life of the villain mm-hmm. yeah and also it's cool because since the first well not really at all in the marvel universe yet is that like his his alter ego is important the mm. fact and like which is such a thing of, of superhero movies is that they have alter egos but there hasn't really mattered mm. for any of them until which is why when they said oh we're doing civil war everyone was like because civil war is all that in the comics is all about registering your right. your identities with the government but it's like none of them have secret identities yeah yeah um well because you have the tony stark problem where like he's a really famous superhero who's just living he, large and he said he's iron man at the end of the first film yeah and everyone and so all the superheroes kind of just take their lead from that because that was so successful as a marvel film yeah, and like Thor's a Norse god. Captain Rogers is like it's known who he is. Um, <laughs> the whole point of his life is to be a superhero. Yeah, man. Bruce Banner, I guess. But yeah. then he kind of went off. The we map. don't know his internal life because he hasn't really had like Mark uh, Ruffalo's version of him hasn't had his own movie, so yeah. we only yeah. really know the version of him that intersects with other superheroes. Yeah, yeah it's sort of it's it showed Spider Man in a way we haven't seen on film before, and it showed the mcu through eyes we haven't seen mm. before yeah i think the like um the scene of um michael keaton dropping uh, oh. peter parker at the dance when he and you can see like even the, the traffic lights the reflection on his face changes as he works it out is like one of the best scenes in the, the, of this year I yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, just so amazing good. tension and more tension than than anything that happened in um the second avengers movie like, oh, yeah. I was just like, this is what happens when you get characters that we actually care about. Yeah. Personally. And because Michael Keaton's incredible. Like yeah. that. And like, it's, we should have all seen it coming, mm. but when, when he goes to pick up his date and Michael Keaton opens the door, it was oh, like, that was a twist. I actually, that's actually right. gasped. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Actually and it was gasped. like, Oh my God. And it was like, and because it's Michael Keaton, you're like, yes. <laughs> um, and I love that they use the race like thing to throw you yeah, off sure, you yeah, know yeah, like because yeah. she's actually an african-american well obviously mixed yeah, um yeah. you know between mother and father and so you just because your mind just doesn't go there like well at least my mind doesn't yeah you know? yeah it was great racist mind <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah clearly but, um yeah no like that was that All was nice. and then, with mixed mixed race parents are like i worked it out <laughs> <laughs> um yeah jeremy um nothing jeremy um that, that whole scene when he's like in the kitchen and michael keaton's like they're holding the knife and it's just like everything oh, yeah. from when he opens the door to when he gets to the dance was yeah, incredible yeah. some of the best stuff that mcu has done um okay so not, not very disappointing though no nah. no that's just all right so we'll move on then um war for the planet apes did you see that jeremy nope yeah, neither, neither did I. I love those films, but I haven't seen any of them no, in the cinema. Um, <laughs> by all accounts, it's really good. I there was something even... else that came out at the same time as that, and I had to make Dunkirk. A oh, Dunkirk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's Dunkirk. Yeah, um, Dunkirk. Are we talking about Dunkirk? Yeah, uh, one of my favorite films of the year. Yeah, incredible, absolutely incredible. If if Interstellar is, it's like <laughs> it's like the um, Are you baiting me. It's like Christopher Nolan went into like that, you know, the, like the season three, one of the season three episodes of Rick and Morty, 
um, which is probably one of my most disappointing television things of the year. But we might go onto that in a different podcast. Um, the episode, there's an episode of Rick and Morty where it like splits all their negative traits into one and all their positive yeah, traits yeah. to the other. It's like Christopher Nolan did that. One of them made Interstellar, the other one made Dunkirk. Yeah, it's totally. like and Interstellar is everything that makes me roll my eyes about Christopher Nolan. And I like both of and them. And Dunkirk is everything that I'm like, yes, this is why I like Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Agreed. Like, yeah. And we and just like there's no like hammy dialogue in Dunkirk. There's almost no dialogue in Dunkirk. Yeah, it's great. The only thing I don't like about Dunkirk is Christopher Nolan's insistence that you don't need to hear the dialogue. Because that's just bad filmmaking, yeah, in yeah, my yeah. opinion. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. What, like, 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 what? like Tom Hardy, you can't really understand. Mm. Yeah. And things like there that. There were a few things about Dunkirk, which I was just like, it's unusually sloppy from Christopher Nolan. Like the timeline, uh, not the timeline. I, lo- but I like, loved the timeline thing. Yeah, the timeline was thing great, was great. But no, no, the, the, at the very end with the Spitfire, like having no fuel, but having enough ability to like go out and then loop around and shoot down the planes. And, yeah. Like, it's like, that no and then him for some reason going miles away to land i was like that doesn't make any sense especially when we've just seen one of the fighters like actually land safely in water mm. like i just don't understand why he had to basically give himself up into a prisoner of war camp. yeah like it's it's little stuff like that that i'm like i just don't get it but it doesn't ruin the movie for yeah, me because the a, whole feeling of it was so beautiful there's a guy at work who hates dunkirk he's like hated it it was awful mm. like i can't stand it because there wasn't enough boats and the spitfire thing was silly yeah um great movie though but i hated it it's awful <laughs> and so i've just i've just anytime someone starts talking about dunkirk and he's there i'm just like i just have to leave because yeah, i just yeah. can't have um james hope says interstellar is the bomb oh that's, thank um, you james hope james i am 100 with you i've, I've had several arguments did i tell you about at work when there was a time when it was james I was like um, talking about not liking Interstellar, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan." I was like, "Oh, really? Have you seen Insomnia? Have you seen Following?" And he was like, "No." And then, like a month later, comes to me and is like, "So I watched those movies," and I was like, <laughs> "I forgot we had that conversation." But I was like, I was proud of him for like being able to have you very, know have very bring something you. bring something new to an argument, like because not many people will do that. But I love the idea that he like went home, arms folded, sitting angrily on his couch, being like, "You, yeah, I watched these movies." <laughs> Um. So, next one, the Dark Tower. By Good all accounts, time. terrible. Yeah, I didn't see it. Neither. Um, Annabelle two. No. no. Baby Driver. Ah, oh, this is well, this is definitely on my list of most disappointing of the year. Yeah, I would probably put it there too. Yeah. Actually. Um, really? Yeah, I didn't at the time. I I was like, yeah, that was cool. But then I thought, the more I thought about it, the more I thought about, like, and I'm not just cashing in on, on the drama of it, but, like, Kevin Spacey's pretty shit in that film. Like, I feel like from, you are cashing in on the drama. From, no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. But, but the, no, the, I don't know, he was, he was contrived, he was, like, the cheesy. The where he's like, I just loved the balls on that kid. Well, like, <laughs> when, when, when <laughs> um, at, at the end, when he, like, helps him out, and he's like, I was in love once. It's like, well, who are you? What character are you playing? It's so weird. That's not Kevin Spacey's fault, though. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't. He didn't deliver the, the thing line. That Kevin Spacey isn't like, like like wasn't like no no. I want to at the end. No, uh, but I Kevin Kevin I, Spacey I in the movie is, delivers every line like this. 
What is it? He's really, like he's really controlled and contained. And the cool thing about his character at the beginning is that you're like, he has this big inner life with all these motivations that he's not letting on. And he's like a really secretive character. And so is Baby. Baby also. And, and we spend a lot of the movie exploring why Baby is the way he is. But we don't explore at all the partnership between him and Kevin Spacey and why Kevin Spacey is the way he is. And so when Kevin Spacey becomes like the answer for how he gets away, but then doesn't get away, um, you know, like I just, yeah. And the, my biggest thing was that they basically started the movie out with this big structure of like, really beautiful moments where he's like walking along and like, it's almost like a musical, right? He's like doing it basically a musical dance number, um, you know, doing, going to the launch, going to get his coffee and all that sort of stuff. And it's really beautiful and super stylistic. And then they just give up on that whole idea. Yeah. Right. Feel, like, it feels like, and then just moves into being a sort of very violent action movie, like yeah. almost Tarantino esque in terms of like, it's daring you not to like the action. I just felt like Baby Driver didn't deliver on what it promised. No. Yeah, for me, Baby Driver, it, I didn't love it as much as I wanted to, but I wouldn't call it. Like, it, it came out the same time as Dunkirk, and I had my money on Baby Driver. I was mm. like, Baby Driver will blow Dunkirk. Yeah, same. And I, I Not, think doesn't even hold a candle. I, yeah, I, I spoiled it. I was like having my dessert before my dinner because I saw Dunkirk first, and I was like, there's no way this can be as good. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they came out on the same day here. Yeah, yeah. And, mm. like, yeah, which are, like, with the release dates are different. But, um, yeah, and I was like, I. Yeah, Baby Driver, like, it was enjoyable. I'm not rushing to see it again, whereas Dunkirk, I'd be quite heavily watch again. Yeah. Um, next one. Uh, oh, this was this probably might be on your most disappointing list, but Logan Lucky. Did you see this? Oh, no. I saw the first half of it. I, I loved it. On a plane. And I flipping loved the first I half it of it. So and I really good. want to watch the rest of it. Can I watch it with you? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this was this was a funny experience for us. We watched it and afterwards... Because when, when the first trailer came out, I didn't bother to watch it because I was like, whatever. Um, but AJ was like, did you see this? And he posted, posted on Cop Pops' page. Yeah, being like, I was like, this looks great. Same thing with La La Land. Like, I just really thought I'd be into it. And then, honestly, I think I maybe was having a bad day or something when I watched Logan Lucky because it just felt like nothing was connecting. Like, all the. Oh, really? There'd be like an answer to a question I didn't have. Right. Or there would be something would be left ambiguous. Yeah. But to me, it was just like. What do you mean? It was just one of those but, movies where everyone was having fun. And I just. Yeah. I actually just really enjoyed having fun yeah, with it. Yeah, so them. for me, like, AJ's complaints are just like a lack yeah. of knowledge of the go, language yeah, but, of heist films yeah you just go like yeah but that's not what it's about yeah well like for, for I just, me, yeah and no, i agree like, I, don't, I don't watch enough heist films because because he's be like at, at the end when everything I, ends yeah. up okay it's like no but we weren't told this like the main character didn't tell us he was doing this it's like yeah because it's a heist movie yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. how they work and that's what i loved about it was that again it's like it's that post-trump thing where it's just like take the elites out of it like of take oceans 11 but remove the fact that they're all got access to huge amounts of money and they can basically do anything they want to do yeah. and basically get a whole bunch of people who are desperate down on their luck and really need this to go off because otherwise he's literally going to lose his family or whatever yeah and then and you you kind of raise the personal stakes and i like that mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah I, I loved it and i remember um like it was like off the table to talk about it for a while because it was like AJ actually just felt so bad that he didn't like it. I felt horrible. I felt <laughs> sad. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, you always feel sad. We're going to take a little break. Yes, we haven't discussed this, but I'm going to okay. pause the stream for a second. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. Are we back? Yeah, we're back. All right. And then on 7th of September... <laughs> there's an elephant that's left the room. <laughs> um... Apologies to anyone who was watching because of because of Jeremy. He he's called to an emergency uh, and has to leave. So we're going to be carrying 
the rest of this podcast with a. Uh, is there like a teddy bear or something we can? Oh, it's your house. Oh, I know it's my house, but okay. Nope. <laughs> okay, so we know the audio wasn't. Yeah, there. we know the audio wasn't on. James. Um, yeah. Right. Okay. I'm a bit befuddled, but um, that's okay. All right. Um. Yeah. It. What did you think of it? What are you talking about? At the movie. At at chapter one. Um, I loved it. I don't really have much to say about it, but yeah, I thought it was amazing. And it was it was probably one of my biggest surprises because I at this will probably if you listen back to the anticipated one, I'm I'm sure I say I'm not going to see it. Yeah, you were like, no, I don't do scary movies. Yeah, Yeah. and then I probably I've got two horror movies on my top five of the year. (laughs) There you go. um, Yeah, it was amazing. Yep, brilliant. Can't wait for the second one. Yeah, man. Um, I liked. Um, I liked that. It wasn't even that scary, to be honest. Like it was. Yeah, it was a lot of people more... say it's the most, it's the scariest movie they've ever seen. But nah. nah. It, it was. I, I don't know if this is disappointment, but it wasn't what I expected it to be. But I still really liked it. Yeah, I, I, I really liked it. I made. I made a last minute decision to mm. go see it. Um, actually, just a week before that, we had my most disappointing film of the year, mm-hmm. Death Note, on Netflix. Oh, okay. Do we want to talk about this? Um. I don't know how much there is to say about it because you, you don't you don't you're not invested. No, I'm invested. Yeah, I watched it with you. I thought it was terrible. You are, well, you're just like hard. you can even finish it. Yeah, because yeah. I love Death Note, mm-hmm. the anime. I think it's incredible. I'm, I'm not a fan of anime, and it's like one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and this is another like film that I was really optimistic for. Um, up until like people are like oh it's gonna be a bad adaptation because yeah, yeah. it's and and adam uh, adam wingard who directed it who's like a quite a good horror director um said it's not an adaptation it's an interpretation so he read the manga watched the anime and thought this is what i can do of an american student finding a death note yeah and i was like cool yeah like that's the way to do it don't try and bog yourself down hitting the same story beats because it's such a dense story and it's, yeah, it's yeah. such a good story um and then people are like, oh, apparently it's a real bad adaptation, all this stuff. And it's like, oh, just get over it. And then watch the movie. And not only is it a terrible adaptation, but it's an awful movie. It felt it felt Last Airbender bad. Yeah, it, it is. It's like, I haven't seen Last Airbender, but I'm sure this is worse. Like this, yeah. I, I've seen both. Well, but I, couldn't, I finished one of them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I just thought it, it felt so rushed from what little I know of the, of, the, of the anime. Like, I was like, how are we here already? Like, it just yeah. sped through. It's so And good. I guess that's what happens when and you try and adapt a TV series into a, into a feature length. Like, the interpretation element, it's like one of the coolest things about the original is that the main character, Light, is really smart mm-hmm. and he's and he's really attractive as well it's like it's, it's part of his character is he's like this attractive intelligent student who's secretly like a psychopath yeah um whereas this one he's like this downtrodden fucking pug-faced yeah you know loser yeah um and then he gets this death note and he's like a school shooter kind of thing yeah, yeah. and so it's, it's not about like cleansing the world of evil it's about oh this guy picked on me so i'm going to decapitate him <laughs> and then this this girl who's never spoken to him goes oh I, he's like in love with her and he's like oh check out i got this death note it actually works mm. whereas like i like, would never do that and that, that's not even like a you know i i don't want to i want to get away from like talking the, about the, the gatekeeper the, of death note yeah yeah but like the fact that it's just like that's a stupid character like the decision of the filmmaker to make this your main character is just dumb mm. like originally when the american rights were first zach efron was attached yeah and it's like yeah he should be attached. i don't know that he could play i mean 
like oh, he's uh, playing Ted Bundy. This, yeah, but like see how him. he goes playing this intelligent, calculating character because he's just made a name for himself playing frat boys. But yeah, Death Note, and it's one of those things that will never get a good American Death Note movie now yeah, yeah. because they've wasted their one opportunity. They're making a sequel, and but and, and also the fact that like uh, Willem Dafoe as Ryuk is like some of the best casting of all time, but it's just yeah. wasted on this horrendous movie. Yeah, um, we got some comments that I'll read out. Um, 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 um. James says Chappie is the movie that still disappoints me okay <laughs> um, Karen says It is his top of 2017 James says it's got to be Dunkirk and da, 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 da. Um, what did Karen say to that Karen said it was just brilliant scary but still had a brilliant story they're just talking to each other um, <laughs> no well, no. he said do you see the original TV series he could be talking to us oh did I no I haven't seen the original TV series of either It no. or death note yeah i haven't um, seen the original it karen says the anime is legit brilliant and james says mother has anyone seen mother heard it was a bit mere so actually when- mother is the next film we're talking about hey all right let's talk about mother mother is um mother or oh, how, how do you, it's like a lowercase lowercase m, m- and an exclamation mark um mother is was disappointing in a way then like amazing in a way and it was like man i do not know <laughs> like like i i i was like we talked about this earlier was that on pod yeah yeah and i was like i don't want to see this like i don't care about it, it doesn't look interesting to me i ended, i got dragged to it basically yeah and then was like wow that might that's the most like visceral most um interesting experience that i've had watching this movie for you know, for the in, in, in a long time. So, I don't know. I thought it was good. I mean, I don't know if we need to really go into spoilers, but it was good. I liked it. So, yeah, I I have no interest in seeing it, knowing, knowing the, like, spoiler of it. Yeah. I Yeah, I had no interest beforehand, and now I've got the same amount of interest. <laughs> um, emoji movie, neither of us saw, but by all, I wanted it to be. I was so hoping this would be good just to shut everyone up, but yeah. apparently it wasn't. No. So, But then I, I feel like this is what we're kind of, like, Criticism, film criticism has gotten to and it's kind of dumb is that like people wrote their emoji movie reviews before the film came out yeah they, they thought of this hilarious hyperbole about how it's like sticking cactuses in your eyes and like oh i'm gonna hold on to this one for the emoji movie and it's like so these these critics just get like a, a re- film review of a bad movie is now just paragraphs of like hilarious similes and hyperboles um and it started with like um, Roger Ebert's review of uh, European Gigolo. Apparently, that's like the quintessential yeah. bad review. Yeah. Um, and now everyone just thinks that they can do that, and it's like, ugh, it's these films. They're just movies. Who yeah, cares? Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Then, like with Daddy's Home too. I talked about it on that podcast a little bit. I think I did. Um, about like people are just hating on this movie because they they decided to beforehand, but mm. it's like, yeah, it's it's not. It's not like below a five, no. In terms of movies, no, no, I agree, I agree. With, yeah, yeah. So, but by sure, by, I'm, by, I'm sure emoji movie was actually terrible. <laughs> um, I didn't see this one. I don't think you did either. But Captain Underpants, no, I didn't see. It. I, the, apparently, it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, I, 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 I say I was a fan of the books, but I don't know that I even was. I just like they were they were there. Yeah. Um, Flatliners didn't see it. Didn't see it. Apparently, it was terrible. Apparently, so Flatliners spoilers. I don't know if it's worth no, putting don't. it up. I haven't put it up. If you, if you <laughs> want to see Flatliners, then you deserve to have it spoiled. But apparently, Ellen Page's character dies halfway through. Yeah. And she's that, like the main character. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. yeah. I, I read about that. <laughs> but then, like, the whole film was about her, them dying and yeah, bringing yeah, the suspect. Yeah. 
Um, now here's here's an interesting one, and this, this is like um, Kingsman: The Golden Circle. Mm-hmm. And so this is probably one that we might have to get into spoiler territory. But in terms of quality and like what I wanted to this to be versus what it was, it's probably one of the most disappointing films, if not the most disappointing film of the year, because it's so much worse than the first one. But in terms of enjoyment, like yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed it equally. It's it's still just as fun. It, it, again, it's a film I can't recommend. I can't be like, oh my god, check out the Golden Circle. It's just as good because it's not. I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. No, I don't know. I wasn't a big fan of Kingsman One. I thought it was kind of cheesy. And I initially watching Kingsman: The Golden Circle, I was like, yeah, this is real fun. Like, I I, I kind of liked this more. And then just was berated by a bunch of <laughs> people yeah. telling me why it's not as good. So I feel like. I'm not too passionate about it, so I don't want to be. I don't mm. want to stand up for it. But yeah, it's one of a few films this year that um, you can tell me all the reasons it's bad, and I'll be like, "Yep, you're right about every single one of those." Yeah, yeah. Um, or like all the reasons you know the other movies have all the reasons they're good, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're right," but I didn't like it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. So Kingsman: The Golden Circle. I'm just like, it's it's a guilty like it feels like a guilty pleasure for me because I'm like I can't defend it. I just mm. really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll see it again or anything. But. Yeah, I, like I mean, for me, it's like the kind of film I could put on again, but. It did have a weird thing at the end, getting into spoiler territory, that they they kill the bad guy by shoving him in a meat grinder, which yes. is like you're just as bad as the yeah. It, it was like the 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 assistant dying in Jurassic World. Yeah, I mean, like kind of, kind of it, it was kill or be killed. Yeah, yeah. And it's just they just used what they had available to them. Yeah, yeah. But it's like it's such a visceral. It's such gross a. It's death. such a. I don't want. I don't want a hero who's okay with doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's that kind of like, and but I mean, Kingsman is made on ultra violence. Yeah, it's like that's kind of the the thing of it. Um, all right, after that, mm-hmm. and you might want to put spoilers up for this. I hope it's not a long title. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Ah, oh. I thought this was the best movie of the year. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. There's not much more to be said about it. It's actually just incredible. Yeah. No, I, th- I loved it. I, I, We saw Blade Runner. Did you, had you seen it already? Yeah, I had seen it. Well. I saw it for the first time a few days before we saw Blade Runner. Yeah, in, in the cinema as well. Yeah, yeah. And, like, it is... It is. I mean, you know, we made, I made a video on this on Cold Pop Show. Like, it's just... It's the first time this has happened. It's the first time that someone's gone, oh, let's make a, a cashing in on nostalgia sequel that, like, that is, is you know, to, to cash in on nostalgia, but it's actually just as good as, as it could have been, you know? Yeah, well, like, the the difference is that, like, this is, like, they someone actually came up with a story that needed to be told 30 years later. Yeah. Whereas, like, Jurassic World is, like, oh, no, actually, to be fair, Jurassic World's a pretty good idea. Yeah. But, like... A lot of those sequels that it's like, why did this like Men in Black Three? Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah. why does this need to be thirteen years later or whatever it was? Yeah. Um, whereas like Blade Runner twenty four hundred is about the fact that it's been a while. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's incredible. And it's, um, yeah. I don't want. There's something I want to say about it, but it's spoilers for I've like got spoilers other movies. Up. No, it's spoilers for other movies. Okay. Um, but yeah, I. Everything about it is just the atmosphere is brilliant. It's a film that I'm I'm so glad I saw in the cinema, mm. and but I hated the fact like it didn't do very well at the box office, but the fact that like people were bragging that like people walked out of their screening, and it's like ugh, it's not like an intelligence test. 
Yeah. It's just a good movie. It's quite long. It's quite slow. Yeah. That's not for everyone. It doesn't mean you're smarter than no, someone for not enjoying it. Yeah. But that's, yeah. Kieran says, is there a dog or a cat in the room? Um, either way, get them on the stream. There is a dog and a cat. And a cat. Well, there's two cats there's, running around. There's, yeah. there's, there's not a dog. No, there's not a dog. There's a couple cats running around that I tried to close doors to make sure they didn't come but in. But there's no door to this room. Yeah. So, didn't try very hard. No. This is my parents' house. This if you'd really tried, house. you would have installed a door. Yeah, that's true. I should um, have installed a door. You should have. There's no two no, ways there's about no, it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Uh, yeah, so Blade Runner 2049, best film of the year. Yeah. Probably. Yep. Yeah, Do we make yeah. it some kind of announcement about that? or I don't know. I thought you'd have like a graphic to put up or something. Uh, yeah, so Blade Runner 2049. Certified fresh. <laughs> uh, and then we had on the 13th of October, Friday the 13th, part 13. Oh, cool. Which got shelved, so oh, we don't no. need to talk about it. Oh, no. Um, then, it, it, it feels weird. No, actually, wait. No, I was going to say. Never mind. Um, November 3rd, Thor Ragnarok. Okay, let's talk about Thor Ragnarok. I thought this was the best of the three Marvel films we got this year. Yeah. Um, I thought it's probably the first Marvel film I've seen since Iron Man 3 that really felt like a director's voice was being heard and considered. I guess I guess maybe Gardens of the Galaxy, but... Mm. Um, but you just don't like the voice. Mm, yeah. I don't know. I thought... I just... I, 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 I'm I'm one of the advocates that exists out there for Iron Man three, just because it's probably the most challenging Marvel has been in terms of what they did with characters. Um, but Thor Ragnarok, man, that was ugh, I loved it. It was it was so fun to see like the worst Avenger, you know, the yeah. cr- critically the worst Avenger now have one of the best films in the series. Like yeah. they did everything. Taika Waititi did everything right with that character by making him like you know kind of more quippy and funny than than anything else yeah i don't know i'm of two minds about it Mm. i uh yeah i don't know the the tiger train's kind of leaving the station for me a little bit really like um i love him and i love a lot of his work but there's sometimes where i'm just like i wish you'd just take something a little bit more seriously Mm -hmm. um like you watch interviews with him and it's like oh man it's gonna be so cool to actually like get an insight on his thing and he he just won't stop making jokes and it's like i'd I'd actually kind of just rather here like a, an, I guess an so. but and and the fact that kathleen kennedy said i would love to have him do a star wars film i'm like you are so stupid if yeah. you think that's a good idea no. the fact that you fired lord and miller yeah, yeah. and like what where the hell do you think your universe is going if you think that tyke <laughs> is a good idea yeah but for the record he should do a boba fett movie and cast julian dennison as boba fett that'd be oh good God. boba fett <laughs> boba fett <laughs> that's mean um no, um, oh yeah, so, uh, Taika doing a Jar Jar movie. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's actually a good idea. Finally, um, Jar Jar Binks is being redeemed. Well, he could. I reckon he could do it. If anyone could. Um, and then, <laughs> not long after Thor Ragnarok, we had um, another superhero movie, mm-hmm. Justice League. Okay, so would you say you were disappointed by Justice League? Yes. You were? Yeah, it's one of my most disappointed movies. I year. wouldn't say I was disappointed by it. Um, I'd say, well, it's terrible, but it, I wasn't Well, yeah, I think you, you you want the films to be terrible. I want them to be good. I wanted it to be good. I, was, I, I wanted Wonder Woman to be to be. Terrible. What? No, but you said right, right, like right, an right. hour ago that you wanted it to be bad. You, yeah. you, you're like... <laughs> you're like you said to you no no sorry the, I mix up my words. Um, yeah. That you like, yeah, you want to see these films be bad just for... Just see what happens. But yeah, also, sorry, I'm mean, sorry about um, Thor Ragnarok. Is that like, um, just quickly an aside about it, is that I walked out for Thor Ragnarok thinking, 
I feel this about a lot of Marvel movies now is that like I'm just whelmed by them. Mm. I'm not over or underwhelmed. I'm just like I, I have such high expectations for them now because I, I just I, I'm fully in the Marvel universe. But I'm just like, yep, that's as good. That was a, a ten out of ten, and mm. I wanted a ten out of ten, and yeah. I was expecting it, and I got it. So I walk out of them with this kind of like almost empty feeling, but it's just like, mm. yeah, cool, yeah. Um, it was Justice League. You go in with an empty feeling. You come out somehow less empty <laughs> or more empty, more whatever's empty, worse. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Justice League. I I would have loved Justice League to be good, but yeah, they. And I like. There's a lot of fans that are, that are idiots that are saying, um, "Give us the Zack Snyder cut," but there is no Zack Snyder cut. Why would you um, like? Did you see Batman v Superman? Like, why would you want a Zack Snyder cut? He's clearly not capable of... No, nah, but I mean, I said this on a podcast ages ago, but it's like, uh, regardless of what you think of Joss Whedon or Zack Snyder, I'd rather see one of them do the entire film. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, and so, which is why I get like, yeah, I would like a Zack Snyder cut, but I know there isn't one. Yeah. And you'd have to get Zack Snyder to come in and do his own reshoots, and yeah, yeah. and that's not going to happen. So, leave it alone. Look, it was, but, it was probably worse... It's probably worse than Batman v Superman. Yeah, I, what I've said is that but Justice League, and this is what's disappointing for me, is that Justice League I'd put on par with Batman, Batman v Superman, if not for, but like, if not for the fact that there's no cool scenes in Justice League, like, in, in such an empty, vapid film as the Justice yeah. League, you. You you long for the the warehouse scene from Batman v Superman or the the actual fight in front of Batman v Superman, which is which is cool up until the Martha part. But like, there's nothing in Justice League that I'm like, oh, that's a cool visual image, well, or like this is like just a badass fight yeah. scene. It's like just give me one cool thing. And also, Batman v Superman at least had a cool philosophy. Like, I really like that it was like you know what happens when a superman is part of society you know the, mm. the separation between god and man and justice league what was that about thematically like i don't know i could mm. tell like maybe it was, if anything it was a little too thick in batman v superman and like you can so see joss whedon coming in and trying to make as you said every character the funny one and usually i'm more in support of that than i'm not in support of that like i love comedy where it doesn't belong a lot of the times yeah. but batman fundamentally is not a funny character like, that's what Batman is. He's dark, he's brooding to a fault, to the point where people make fun of him for it. Mm. And to make him one who's doling out the whips. Not like you. Oh, oh my gosh. I was like, this is a betrayal of Batman. Yeah. You know, like, how's he going to go up against... It's a betrayal. Yeah, how's how's he going to go up against the Joker if they're both... Funny. ...making jokes, yeah. 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 Um, Josh Thompson says, Whelmed. I love it. And Karen says, Okay, Justice League was disappointing. As a huge, huge fan of DC, I was disappointed in the story, the villain, the world, and the characters could have been so, so much better. I mean, I don't know if it could have been, but yeah, I, I respect the. the yeah. Um, what did James sadness. say about that? He said, Oh, yeah, Star Wars, that's right. Those are going to win most disappointing every year. <laughs> what a hot take. Um, yeah, James hated The Force Awakens. Well. So. Um, but we get to the Force Awakens and <laughs> TLJ. Um, mm. So next, here's where my notes get real messy. Um, Murder on the Orient Express. I didn't see, but I wanted to. But by all accounts, was pretty disappointing. Yeah, I didn't see. Um, God Particle, one of my most anticipated for this year, didn't come out this nah. year. It's still scheduled for um, February. Yeah, but there's no trailer or anything like that, which is in keeping with the Cloverfield tradition. <laughs> um, do you know what's weird? 
What? There were no major releases between Justice League and Star Wars. That feels like there would have been. No, that makes sense to me. Yeah, all right. We're here. Star Wars? Oh, no, wait, no. We have got... There is another major release that I wrote down here. Um, Disaster Artist. Oh, of course. Um, Yep, what did you think of that? Uh, Brilliant. One of my favourite films of the year. Yeah. I... If, if I could bottle up the way that film makes me feel, and I would get, I would become addicted to it. Yep. Out of the films I've seen this year, that's the one I want to win Best Picture at the oh. Oscars. I it won't. Oh man. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's about filmmaking. It is so. about. That's all it's got, though. Like in terms of what what wins Best Picture. Um, the disaster. I, I saw The Room for the first time, and then twenty minutes later went to The Disaster Artist. I would highly recommend that. That is such a strange. Don't watch and, it alone, though. <laughs> and yeah, I watched it alone as well. That was terrible. But um, no, I mean that movie. That movie hinged off how well James Franco could play Tommy Wiseau. Well, for me, it's not even the fact that he plays Tommy well. It's that he 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 turns Tommy into like a character. Yeah. Like yeah. because if he just played Tommy Wiseau, you'd be like, this isn't real. This is just stupid. Yeah. But the fact that he like he does makes him <laughs> enough of a human that um, it works. And not a lot of people have said this in their reviews, but I actually thought that Dave Franco did a great job, like bringing bringing up the rear of of being like the sympathetic hook of the of the film. Yeah, like him him as um Greg was Sistero, yeah. Greg Sestero was like yeah. I think I almost I he should be nominated for best supporting. He shouldn't win it maybe, but I think he should be nominated. Um, I, I legitimately think James Franco might win Best Actor for Best. Whoa, you're wrong. But you reckon? Um, yeah, I don't even know if he'd be nominated for Best Actor. Oh, he's, he's this is like actor. Best Movie of the Year. Um, yeah, no, but he's <laughs> no. There's there's some really good performances this year. Mm, that's but, true. Um, any other year, possibly, but that's quite a tight race for right. Best um, Best Actor. Uh, Star Wars: The Last Jedi. Put up, put up the spoiler thing. Gonna, we weren't need talking it. about spoilers for Star Wars, will we? Um, uh, this is actually like, actually turn this off if you haven't seen Star Wars. <laughs> because this is going to get into real... This is probably going to be the next like half hour, 40 minutes of your life is listening to us talk about Star Wars. Which is a shame because Jeremy had... Jeremy had some very strong opinions on it. Um, yeah, we're good. Uh, I don't know. You and I have already spoken about this at, at such length. What's the term? Ad, ad nauseum? Yeah, ad infinitum. Um, look, okay, okay, but what? Like, starting off, where where are we at? Jeremy hated it. Um, Jeremy, it's annoying that he's gone because we each represented each, uh, like a different point on the spectrum. Yeah, because Jeremy hated it. You were kind of eh about it, yeah. and I was like, "That's the best Star Wars movie we've seen since Empire." Yeah. So, where where do we go from this? And like, what's uh, great? What's great is like, unlike. Like when we first saw it, and I turned to you and I said, "What'd you think?" And you were like, "What do you think?" And I was like, "I loved it." And you said to me, "You remember when you saw Logan Lucky and you felt like you, you weren't, you know, you weren't on the right train for it?" And I said, "You know, how you felt empty inside yeah, yeah, because yeah. you felt and you felt like you're the only person. Like, there's yeah. something wrong with you for not yeah. liking it." And then, um, and I was like, "Right, okay, that's interesting." And then, um. Then like audio, like critic score was like amazing. Then audience yeah, well, every score, review was like it's the best yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah. Then then audience score was very very middling. And and what's great though is like I feel like we're we're both supported by like a net of our opinions here. You know, like with Logan Lucky, every review I saw of that was positive. I was like, I feel horrible. <laughs> like I can't. I don't want to talk about this with people because I think I might just be wrong. Like it's not an that's opinion. That's how I felt after Star Wars because it was just you saying that it's the best blockbuster I've ever seen. Yeah. And then like other people we ran into were like, yeah, it was amazing, right? And I was like, 
I actually just can't ever speak to anyone about yeah, this yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm wrong. I know. Um, and then I saw all the like people respond to it. But my opinion of The Last Jedi, and this is like when we'll get into like actual spoilers, is like, and I said this to you the other night, and I thought I was like finally got my like opinion out, is that like, I love The Force Awakens. To me, it's the most rewatchable Star Wars film. If I if someone was like, let's put on a Star Wars movie, I would I would want to watch The Force Awakens again anytime. Um, but you can come up to me and be like, The Force Awakens is bad for these five reasons. And I'll probably agree with you on all of them. I'll be like, yeah, sure. Like, Raise a Mary Sue, whatever. Um, this, yeah, it's a rehash of A New Hope, whatever. But to me, it was just executed so well. It's so much fun. Whereas The Last Jedi... Anything, any complaints I have, you can explain to me why I'm wrong. And I'll be like, yeah, they just weren't executed well. So to me, The Force Awakens is good, is bad ideas executed perfectly. The Last Jedi is great ideas executed poorly. Like, getting to spoilers now. This is like a 100% final warning for spoilers. So stop watching. There's a scene where... Carrie Fisher's character, Princess Leia, General Leia, <laughs> I need to explain that, has... Um, appears to have died Mm -hmm. she's floating in the vacuum of space and then she this is 15 20 minutes of the film and she wakes up and forces uses uses the force to guide herself back to the spaceship now you can interpret this and say it's showing it's graceful it's showing how powerful she is with the force it's giving us new things about the force i'm like yep great ideas it just looks so silly. It's the dumbest looking thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like it looks so stupid, and yeah, it was. It's like the if you if 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 Ryan Johnson was like AJ, my best friend, here's the script, and he's like, and so then you see Leia floating in space, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so heartbreaking because she died in real life, dude. What are you doing? And then she like wakes up, and you're like, what? And then she uses the force to bring herself back to the ship. I'd be like, wow, that's awesome. Yeah. And then seeing it in practice is like, well, uh, like there were better ways to show that this happened. Yeah. Like, yeah, just everything about that was so silly. And so the other, like, going through the film, the complaints, again. So the Canto Bite, mm-hmm. which is the whole the casino subplot. Mm-hmm. So you have Rose and Finn. And Rose is another example of this, is that, like, I found her character horrible. I was like, I, nothing about her character... It made sense to me or, or was enjoyable in any way and you know people say you know there's like the the diversity kind of issue of like having an asian main character and this and she's down and then by all by all accounts the actress seems lovely but the, her character is just like that that whole oh man i've never seen action i've always just been working down here on the pipes and now i'm in love with you finn and let's go on this adventure together and i'll be real good at flying spaceships and stuff like that but and then we get this heavy-handed environmental message which is like you know it's it's good in in some cases to give your film a message and then having a scene of your like having a subplot be your characters go on this mission and fail and it's your character's own hubris that that ends like you know kills a bunch of people that's a great idea i'm so on board with that idea but i just didn't enjoy canto bite i thought and so i'm like well then i got this heavy-handed environmental message like the whole um like what's the word conflict is that they parked in the wrong place but we didn't see them park 
Mm. It's just we get halfway through the scene and then we're told, oh, they're parked on the beach and they shouldn't have parked there. Yeah, actually, I saw it recently. You do see them on the beach. Really? Yeah. Um, but it's not like, they parked on the beach. It's like, you see the ship on the beach, then pan over. To oh, yeah, yeah. But it's not like, we didn't see them be like, oh, we, we have to hide, let's park it here. Yeah, they don't say, we have to hide, we have to park it on the beach. Yeah, so, and like, and to have our character, like, to have a decision that our character has made off screen be the source of conflict is, yeah. is weird. Um, but like, like, so by the time you get back, I'm like, well, I, you wasted my time then rather than being like oh my god that's so heartbreaking that they, mm. that they ruined it and then you've got Holdo was another character I'd enjoy and it, it leads into the whole hubris thing that's a great lesson for Poe to learn but you, you just have this character it's like it's, it's like Ice Cube in Fist Fight it's like you're actually just mentally deranged if yeah. this is how you think that you should act yeah um, but yeah no that's a good lesson for Poe to learn and we'll, we'll see that might see the implications of that in episode 9 but you just it, it was executed poorly not sure how i feel about projection luke not sure how i feel about the interpretation of luke and the like milk scene was real weird but um there's some really really good stuff in it the kamikaze light speed scene is one of the best visual images i've ever seen in a film and that's the only reason i'm going again tonight yeah um to see the film the decisions they made with snoke brilliant the decisions they made with ray's parents brilliant but everything around it just yeah, wasn't man. quite there for me no i get it i get it and i guess um before i go into my um i'll just read out a, a comment uh, james hope says last year ge- what, what does he sound like not like that what, what's his accent it's just kiwi okay i want to do a voice give me yeah, a- we'll do a voice okay the last jedi was a, is a movie as average as is as a movie as average as hell as the star wars movie it doesn't do anything particularly wrong but the story is dumb as hell yeah. I didn't like that it um it's just like the next day. And like like for Star Wars movies that are like supposed to be big sweeping epics that it's just like and meanwhile Yeah, yeah. Look, okay, here's here's my my not really rebuttal because I agree with a lot of your stuff. Basically I, I I when I first saw it, I was so enamored with so much of the Ray Luke kylo storyline which in my opinion is probably the best storyline in any star wars film or at least the most interesting we've seen in a long time that i was like like when i was watching it when canto by was happening i was like this looks like it's out of a prequel that's weird and then when um they fail i was like okay well that was for nothing then that's strange but then it would just go back to 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 um the Ray storyline. And of course that's objectively, you know, well, you could be like, well, that's an imperfect way to make a film. And it is, it is. And it's, I, I feel the same way as you do, man. I'm just the opposite. Like, yeah, well, it's interesting. Cause you have said to me that like uh, this, this philosophy that a great film is a film with like three good scenes and no bad ones. Yeah. And to me, the, uh, the last year has maybe two, maybe three good scenes. And, 18 bad ones right i, I don't and, know what to tell and, you and like, so it's the same thing with like with logan mm-hmm. is that i like you for logan you're like yeah it had this one thing that this one blemish that annoyed me and and so the film is imperfect and i'm like yeah i can forgive that because of this but the last you know it's just like it's so overwhelmingly either mediocre or bad that the good can't shine through the 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 thing about the logan comparison to me x24 and logan is a fundamental pillar of that story 
So for me, that fundamental pillar holding up the story is rotten. To retool that story to take that out would take a lot more work. To me, I examine the things I loved about The Last Jedi, and then I examine things I don't like about it. And like, I don't know, I didn't like... I didn't like how Canto Bite looked. I didn't. I thought you know all the new characters are relatively superfluous, um, and the fact that Holdo probably should have just told Poe what was happening to avoid all that. And like, but even that's not bad writing. That's just a character flaw, right? Then I think of all the stuff I like, and it's the scene in the throne room where you find out that not only is Snoke like deliciously irrelevant and like so like not important to the story, um, and you find you, that that speech where Kylo basically is like, "Let the past die." You're still holding on to the past, and the passion in his voice and the anger to which he echoes my feelings about the Force Awakens being samey and being safe, and like to be honest, I don't think we're going to go anywhere but down from here with Star Wars. Like, I don't trust J.J. Abrams to deliver a film that honours the direction that... um, Well, I'll I'll get to that in a second. But um, basically, what I love about it are fundamental building blocks. What I don't like about it is things like Leia looked dumb in space. Yeah, yeah. You know? I get that. Yeah, I guess for me, I just like... I I think... like, Like, you... I mean, maybe... I think I saw it coming more than you did then. That, like... I mean, I was like, yeah, I hope that Ray's parents are nobody. I hope that Snoke is just a new character and, and who cares. Um, so when it, when that happened, I was like, cool. They did what I wanted. Um, and I wasn't, like, blown away by it. I wasn't like, yes, this is what films are supposed to be. And so I was like, yeah, cool. And then um, the like that whole, like, you're holding on to the past thing. Like, yeah, that's cool. But I think, like, you got, like the biggest stuffy I've ever seen you have for it. Mm. And so it's like, you've seen a lot of them, (laughs) but like they, um, yeah, I mean, it's not, yeah, to me, it's like an entire house. Like you, you built a house out of mud and you have one brick in it. Like if we're using the building metaphor, it's like, it's going to rain and all this is going to wash away, but you're going to have this one really solid gold brick. Well, I would I would say that's more an example of of Logan, not to that extreme, because there's more good in Logan than there is bad. But the to me, it's like you've got a house that's really well built, but one of your flatmates is an asshole. You know, like that's what it's like. That to me, it's just it's there's stuff I don't like, and there's stuff that I think is stupid in it. And I mean, you go and look at the difference. It's just the difference between J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson as as a director is that J.J. Abrams, like, and across all of their all of their individual filmographies, they have made films or episodes of TV shows or like helmed TV shows that are either. Um, real like solid tight there's no air coming out of that balloon but it's like yep cool or it's like oh that was really impactful and powerful in so many places but there were a lot of things that weren't perfect for me like that's that's i could say that about any jj abrams movie about the balloon thing and i could say that it wasn't perfect for me for every single ryan johnson thing i've seen really even ozymandias maybe not ozymandias <laughs> maybe, maybe that's his, uh, his out, of, out of their entire like Everything they've ever had their hands on, Ozymandias, the episode of Breaking Bad, yeah. is the best one. Yeah, out of I agree. Any, either director's filmography. But um, I think what's the, one of the things that gets me so like wound up about The Last Jedi as well is that I hate that it feels like my intelligence is being tested because I don't like this movie. Mm-hmm. That like every critic that seems to like this movie are saying 
like you're just you just don't understand film if you didn't like the layer thing or like yeah. or or that like you're holding on to the past it's like yeah they took so many risks you should be able to forgive all the other ones but it's like as a movie a two and a half hour movie i should be able to sit there and enjoy most of it it is too long and, that's, that's and, and so like like i hate that like all the critics seem to be like yeah no well it's too highbrow for you but it's like it's a two and a half hour movie no matter what it is if you're spending two and a half hours of your life doing something for it to be enjoyable most of it should be enjoyable and like i'm sorry if that means i'm just a dumb film guy who well, wants to go to the movie and just turn my brain off I don't, but I, like i should be able to enjoy most of my experience i don't know if the, if i have had that same experience and i've read a lot of the same stuff and watched all the same reviews as you but what i will say is that um i have i hold no um superiority or ill will towards people who didn't like this movie unless they're being a dick about it then i'll be like okay well whatever why are we even talking about this yeah um like i i understand and i sympathize a lot with people who didn't like it Mm. it's just for me like the main the main problem with doing more star wars movies is that they're trying to manufacture what the originals did by accident they're trying to um keep, keep you close but like, but then 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 um, make something good out of something you've seen before, and the Force Awakens is fine. Like I like, I really like the Force Awakens. I'll say that. But it didn't. There are no standouts to me in the Force Awakens. There's nothing about the Force Awakens that I hadn't seen in Star Wars before. There's nothing about this, the Force Awakens that um, really, really. I, you know, I don't know. I, off the top of my, I'm sure there is one. Off the top of my head, I couldn't tell you the best scene from the Force Awakens. The closest thing would be Han Solo getting killed. Yeah. But that, to me, when I watched that for the first time, my reaction when he goes, Ben, and walks out on the path, I was like, here we go. Like, this is Han Solo's death. Oh, didn't see this coming. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was amazing. And I think, I mean, The Force Awakens is a film that I'll, like, defend. I feel like I'm going to be defending to my dying day. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, The Last Jedi, I'm just like, I, I'm so sick of talking about it. When The Force Awakens came out, I felt the same. I was like, man, I hate having to defend this to people, to people who are irrationally hating on it. Because it's just objectively, like, a pretty good movie. Well, I mean, it's just that, fun. Like, what, that, that's the thing. That, that's how I feel about The Force Awakens. Is that, like, these people have studied Star Wars for their entire lives and so they expect something different and so they're like great i'm getting this intellectual star wars movie that i i managed to find in the not not particularly intellectual original six movies and so um but the force awakens is just that fun romp that you can go on and people go oh it's just a retreat of of a new hope but it's like yeah do you know what film got everyone into star wars a new Mm -hmm. hope yeah and so jj abrams had this impossible task of making a film that like his primary goal was to get everyone into star wars not to not to make a film that was going to challenge everyone mm-hmm. and and do this and so it's like yeah you should just remake a new hope because that's the one that got everyone into star wars mm-hmm. if he made if he re, if he just remade empire or like you know whatever just like tried to add all these new things um then it, it wouldn't work and that's why it's one of the highest grossing films of all time is because people went back to go see it again because it's fun and yeah. that's what it should have been i think there's a i don't know if if, if like before i saw the before i saw the last jedi i would have said you know it's a real shame it's a real shame that this is square one for the sequel trilogy it's a real shame that um the main the main like ugh, moment that 
is when people say it's a rehash it's not the death star stuff that's whatever like you could just change the you could change what star killer base does and have it be just as detrimental and you're fixed yeah it's a just, it's just the new it's, resistance it's the plot device yeah the the problem with the force awakens for me was that it set up the the rebels in the empire again and it's right. like oh, okay like we're just in we're just back in this old chess game again like right. say what you want about the prequels but at least they were about something that wasn't exactly the same and the prequels are all pieces of shit so don't don't hold me to that however now after seeing the last jedi i actually think the force awakens purpose and this is assuming that jj abrams and ryan johnson are talking to each other about this and hopefully they are i think the force awakens purpose was to lull us into a false sense of security like to make us go like okay we're gonna get a retread and like if that's true if jj really like fell on his sword to take a bit of bit of criticism for like rehashing a movie like rehashing a new hope that's that's incredible and very risky and very strange for a company that's become so renowned with um you know playing it safe um because the way this movie subverts expectations and basically severs ties with what you thought was going to happen and 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 um you know and the two big things being Snoke's death and Ray being a nobody like that that's so much more powerful because you thought it was going to be the opposite you know mm. and i what's annoyed me as the, the the hater of the last jedi that is in me that i have examined and, and thought of it the what's annoyed me is so many people are going like oh what did you expect? Why do you want it to be the the so you know you, you were so upset with with the Force Awakens before being so similar to A New Hope, and then you're so upset with the Last Jedi for being so different? I haven't That's seen one. Yeah, I haven't seen one legitimate complaint about the Last Jedi being too different. I haven't. People are saying they're there. I haven't seen anyone complaining. Yeah, about it's the same thing. Like how you always said that there are people out there that think that um, Rogue One is a sequel to The Force Awakens, and why they recast Rey. I've never seen anyone else. <laughs> even make the joke that those people exist i guess i'm i'm making that assumption there but what what my my point is is that like it is it is you are ignoring the problem to all those out there who are criticizing those who are criticizing the last jedi you are ignoring the problem by saying that they're annoyed that snoke doesn't get a backstory Correct. that's not that's, what that's anyone's complaining about the best decisions the film made yeah exactly um yeah the uh, star wars is just it's a bloody it's a whole other beast it's ridiculous i had something else to say about what it was that's okay um what were you talking about just a second ago when star, star wars. wars before that um about- oh no yeah it's interesting that um apparently uh jj was like had an idea who ray's parents would be mm-hmm. this is what they said like they said in interviews leading up to the release they said like oh did are, they, are we gonna know who race parents are do do you know who they are jj does does ryan johnson did you tell ryan johnson he said he had his own idea but he didn't tell ryan johnson and but he said apparently they both just came up with the same answer hmm. and so everyone was like oh so what does that mean and then yeah the fact that they're nobody's makes yeah that's what they both came up with yeah looks like we're good uh yeah um jeremy who probably shouldn't be commenting on these says aj is wrong richard is right nothing of the main characters spend any meaningful time together Cool, cool opinion, Jeremy. Um, the vo- uh, James Hope says the voice was on point. Well done. Also, Richard is bang this, on with this. Your impersonation of him. Uh, the voice was on point. Well done. Also, Richard is bang on with the, this with his points about the about Jedi 
about Jedi. Too much bad for the good to shine through. Like Daisy Ridley's acting, Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, though, I'll give it that. That's yeah. true. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren is, like, one of the best characters in film at the moment. Like, imagine if Adam Driver had played Anakin. Like, obviously, he would have been yeah. 15 years younger. But, like, yeah. the, the, like, Adam Kylo Driver. Kylo Ren is what Anakin should have been. Absolutely. Yeah. He's incredible. Uh, anyway, is that all we've got to say about... That's um, all I've got to say about Star Wars. I know I had a lot of people who were like, what do you think of Star Wars? And I'll be like, you're going to have to watch my three and a half hour live long stream, long, long live stream to, yeah. to fully understand that. I but, don't know. Yeah, last year was one of those things that I, I just can't wait for the conversation about it to be over because I'm same. so sick of talking about it. Same. Because it's like... I've, I've avoided it's, talking it's, about it's, it. It's what do you think? It's, n- it's not, I liked it or I didn't like it. It's, sit down. Yeah, yeah no, people... people I've had to schedule conversations with people. Yeah. Because I'm like, I actually can't talk about this now. Yeah. I like, I can't delve into what I liked, what I didn't like now, because it's so, it's not a quick answer. Yeah. It's like, I, again, it's the, it's that thing of like, yeah, it, it's not a quick answer. I can't just tell you I liked or didn't like it. It's, mm. it's, I have to, and, and you can sit there and tell me why it's the best Star Wars movie or why it's the worst one. And I'll agree with most of what you have to say, but I just feel the way I felt about it. It's just how it's just the difference between how different people interpret movies. Like, I'm not to speak for him, but Jeremy his his problems with it is very like yeah, I can I can understand why your personality. Yeah, so for, for the record, for everyone, like Jeremy's not here; he can't speak for himself. But he had the same problems you and I did. But yeah. for him, that that made him completely unable to see any of the good I parts. Think, as I far think, as I'm aware, and like like a friend of the podcast, Adam has also had the same thing, and that's because. And I don't want to. I'm honestly not saying this is like a judgment call. This is just what I've interpreted in their personalities. As they have real logical hangups, they go, "That wouldn't happen. This movie. Sh- this movie sucks." You know, and I don't. I'm, I'm a very emotional movie watcher. So if a movie can make me jump out of my seat and like gasp and shock, that's a plus for me. Over that overrides scenes I don't like. That overrides things. But like you know, like and so I, I, I don't want to speak for you, but would you say that's accurate? Like for me, it's like imagine you're going on a road trip. Yeah. And yeah, it's like this great road trip. You've planned it, and then 15 minutes into the road trip, um, I'm sitting in the back seat, and and you're in the front seat and which would never happen but um (laughs) um but we're um 15 minutes into the road trip it's like um the layer scene happens Mm -hmm. and they're like oh let's pick up this hitchhiker or like oh by the way our friend's coming along and so now i just spend the rest of the road trip crammed in the back seat and so it's like and he doesn't stop talking and he doesn't know what he's talking about but but he feels he has to voice his opinion yeah so but it's like real early on this thing happened that for the rest of the the my ride of watching the last jedi i was like uh this just isn't as good whereas you were like yeah we've got someone else in the car but uh, he's, he's he's not talking but it doesn't affect me because i'm in i'm mm. in, the, I'm in the front seat i'm in the front seat <laughs> um, and be good, like it feels like you know that that's what it feels like is that for me something happened early on that i was like i've now got this new lens to view everything through and it and and anything good just kind of I wasn't able to meet it on its own terms. Yeah. Whereas you would just like, Richard, did you deal with the yeah. target? Um, <laughs> You're really making it like a personal personality call on that when it's like not a perfect metaphor. Yeah. Like I didn't look to you after the last scene and be like, it's your problem, not mine. <laughs> um, All right. Is that it on Last Jedi? Uh, yeah. About, about bloody time. And, and, and so now 
I never have to speak about the last year. Yeah, just again. point no out ever. If you see me on the street, do not come and talk to me about the last year because I do not care. Um, right, what's the next one? Next one, and probably the last one, uh, is a f- little film that we saw yesterday mm-hmm. called Coco, Pixar's latest film. So this is going to be a... It's kind of an anticlimax to start talking about Coco after last Well, time. okay, Coco's an interesting one because I, I actually don't want to spoil it because it came out yesterday, mm-hmm. and so that doesn't seem fair. Okay. Um, I guess no spoilers. Well, we're, just, just, we're talking about Coco, but I'll try and avoid spoilers. Um, to me, Coco was moving it was beautiful it was one of my favorite films of the year mm-hmm. and it's just like i was so on board with it it ah oh, just uh, visually it's gorgeous the story i was so on board with i found it a little bit predictable but then th- th- this is one of the like the argument for spoilers don't ruin a movie because like scientifically they say they don't and even though i could tell where the story was going for a lot of it i was like yeah i'm by the end of it i was flawed and um you brought up the point that it 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 reuses a lot of pixar like story beats that they've already used and uh, like it's like who cares this movie is so much more about the visuals again for me it's that I, i i i don't like to be like made like i'm less intelligent because i want to just view a film and for Mm -hmm. and be lost in that world for an hour and an hour and a half or however long the film is Mm -hmm. and so for coco yeah like pull it back you can see oh this is the spits from monsters inc this bits from up this bits from inside out um but you know you you watch a film for an hour and a half you have no prior knowledge of those films yeah it's amazing. I mean, it's a Frankenstein's monster of other Pixar movies, but what, that's not a bad thing. Yeah, they're all good <laughs> movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, like, yeah. So for me, it's like, yeah, like if 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 this was the first Pixar movie you ever saw, you'd be like, this is the best yeah, one. Okay. You'd you'd be like, wow, I can see why people love Pixar, mm-hmm. and because it's not a sequel or anything like that, you should be able to watch it as it's as a new piece of art. Yeah. And so for me, Coco. Five stars made my top five for the year, but I put it, I put it slash Coco, which is a weird pair to put together because I'm like, I did love it, and I might just be because I, I've seen the last twenty four hours, um, yeah, like loving Coco like this, but uh it's I thought it was brilliant. Yep, I mean, yeah, I don't have anything bad to say about it. I, well, maybe a couple of things, but not nothing serious. Like, yeah, I don't. It's not my favorite Pixar movie. It's the the, the biggest problems you had with it with it. It's it's. Well, the other the other problem I had in the and this is the premise, so it's not really a spoiler. Is is that um I mean turn off if you don't want to know the premise. I didn't. Um, was that basically the the conceit of the film is it's about a kid who really loves music, but his great 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 grandfather was a musician and left the family and so ever since then the family has been like no no music and i thought that was maybe a bit extreme like music is such a universal like part of life that it to like maybe if they would made it a specific genre of music it would have been more palatable like yeah, i get what you mean but yeah, yeah. and I, I did kind of feel that that it's like but i think and it's one of those things that like reading reviews and discussions about it a lot of people have said like like mexican people because came in mexico like a um a month before it um came out in the states and it's and it overtook the avengers as mexico's highest grossing film mm-hmm. but um the fact that um people are like this is this is, this is my grandmother and it's so good to see these characters not done as caricatures and so i think there is a lot of like because the characters i was like oh my god this this old lady just 
shut up but then like if that is like a lot of a part of that like extra culture and stuff like that and, and, and i could kind of buy into the fact that i was like yeah sure like these families are just like that you know i've seen tv shows with with these sort of archetypes before and i yeah i was, I was on board with it well so to conclude my top and bottom five films of the year top five boom blade runner 2049 the disaster artist dunkirk get out and it slash coco i would agree with that except maybe i'd replace i don't know i'd put the last jedi in there somewhere but i don't know where my bottom i'd say i'd say overall the best was blade runner 2049 and i want to say second best was disaster artist yeah but the others can kind of flow wherever they want to go my bottom going from least bad to worst (laughs) is um uh, Transformers 5 Justice League Boss Baby Baywatch Death Note well I don't know I, mine written down are Pirates of the Caribbean 5 Logan and Baby Driver I'd say Pirates of the Caribbean 5 was the worst of those films that's interesting because I feel like those would be your most disappointing but not the worst yeah yeah so what yeah. was the worst one we saw this year Transformers 5 oh yeah that's pretty bad it's pretty bad it's pretty and bad and on that anti-climax Woo! thank you very much for watching this live stream everybody i, I hope you've enjoyed it here. just under three hours just under three hours there you go how'd you know that because i looked at the time all oh, right um uh if you've enjoyed it please like our page we, we, maybe we'll do more stuff like this if people enjoy it um i'm, I'm quite a big fan of like real long form live streams that people can just drop in and out of um I, I didn't i didn't expect anyone to watch this whole thing um and that's fine but um yeah thank you for commenting thank you for telling us what you think um, and if you like this then you can also subscribe to us on YouTube you can subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud and like us on Facebook um, we're all over the, the, the social meds the soshi meds the, the so me um, and yeah expect more stuff from us um, in, in the, the new the, year the and year. I hope you had a Merry Christmas and mm-hmm. a Happy 2018 and a Happy Hanukkah thank you everybody Bye. goodbye thanks for watching <laughs>